Hello, and welcome to the Negative World Podcast, the podcast about video games by the Nintendo fans at negativeworlds.org. This is episode 80, and we are recording this on Wednesday, June 17th, 2015. I'm your host, Steven, and with me is my co-host, Joe. Hello, Steven. Hey, Joe. Welcome, welcome. A happy E3 podcast to you. As well to you, sir. Uh, to the listeners, as I said, we're recording this on Wednesday the 17th, which means that the big E3 show happened just yesterday. Uh, it's probably about 24 hours now since I watched it myself. I had to watch it after uh, some work stuff. But uh, I've, I've had time to digest, and I think that's been good, and we'll get into that. But I wanted to explain the premise of the next couple shows for everyone. Uh, those who aren't really familiar with the site may not have saw a lot of this discussion going on in the past couple weeks, but we're going to kind of do what we did three years ago, where we have a bunch of guests on for very kind of strict time segments where they're going to talk about certain things that they feel they want to talk about from the show. And we're going to do this across three nights. So this is actually more ambitious than before, I believe. And, very ambitious. Um, and pretty much what we're doing is we're going to ask the five questions. They're a little bit different this time, but we're going to ask every guest five questions when they come on. And then we're going to spend, hopefully that'll be only about 10 minutes long, and then we'll spend the next about 30 minutes talking about one or two, likely two, uh, specific points from the Nintendo Direct show or from certain things throughout Nintendo's presence because they've kind of started things back on Sunday and then they kind of had Monday, Tuesday with the championships and everything, which I didn't even get to see, to be honest with you. I, I got to go back and watch all four yeah. hours of that. Uh, probably won't happen, but I'll try. I recommend it. So, uh, okay, well, thank you. I will, I will do that. On this episode of the Negative World Podcast... We have coming up Pokey Freak 911, The Old Man from Zelda, and Anand. So we have those three, and then we have, again, four guests the other two nights. So there's a lot of people. Check them out. You're going to hear them coming at you right now. But first, Joe, I wanted us to take a moment to spend a little time kind of reflecting on the on the show ourselves, because we won't, won't really get much of a, a chance to do that going forward. Um, I wanted to start pretty much by asking you the five questions, if you don't mind. Let's do that. Sounds great. Okay. So, the first question of the five, and I feel like there should be some sort of lights to hit, you know, dim lights, like, it's, you know, exactly, uh, who wants to be a man, who wants to be a podcaster? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> so, who wants to be asked five questions? You do. Let's get started. <laughs> okay. I, I, I'm probably talking a mile a minute. I apologize, but let's just do this. Uh, this is this is what happens when I figure that I don't have four hours to record a show. Mm-hmm. I'm all like, let's cram it in four minutes instead. Mm-hmm. Okay. Point is, number one, based on E3, this recent E3, of course, uh, what is your most anticipated game? All right. Well, we are recording this on uh, Wednesday evening, and up until just a few hours ago, I probably would have said Star Fox Zero, but... Watching the Treehouse live, it's uh, that crazy Fire Emblem cross Shin Megami Tensei game whose title I don't even know. I don't think it's that. It's something in Japanese. They I don't... didn't even show it in English. Right. Like, I, I don't. I thought it was weird. I don't... It is really weird. You'd think, I don't know, come up with a working title or something that we could yeah. at least, you know, make a hashtag out of or something. But. Um, Yes. I'm calling it the Fire Emblem crossover game, but it was yep. Shin Megami Tensei cross Fire Emblem before, and you know, right? Maybe it's called Super Fire Emblem crossover game now. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Names change. But okay, so it's it's your most anticipated. Uh, tell me why. 
Um, just because seeing it today, first of all, it was very hard to judge the game just from the trailers they'd showed up till this point because we didn't really see the gameplay very much. Uh, and I could not get a sense of, like, who are these characters? What is this world about? But seeing it today during the Treehouse, um, you know, it's really, it's really weird. I mean, it's a really quirky game. The, the premise seems to be that these, these people, their world is being kind of invaded by like demons or spirits from another dimension, but they want to, they all want to become like performers of some kind, like, like they want to be like J-pop idols or actors or something. And like these demons are trying to steal performa from people, which is like essentially the essence of performance or some, something like that. But the point that is almost almost irrelevant in that it just the world it just looks like cute it just looks goofy and japanese and cute and entertaining and that's that's what's appealing to me about it you know let me uh interject really quickly Mm -hmm. i'm at uh, i went to the youtube page for nintendo show just so i can as you speak or as the guest speak i can pull up the quick thing just to refresh my memory Mm -hmm. and they have you know in text the little time codes to jump to oh this game is called, hope I'm not butchering, uh, butchering this, but uh, let's see, um, that'd be Gene Ibun yep. Roku. Yeah, sure. Yep. So, um, I don't know, you know, I had to look at the Japanese again to see if Roku is supposed to be a rock, you know, or something like that, and so <laughs> we won't go into that, but uh, interesting, so that's whatever that is. Um, <laughs> okay, so, again, not to necessarily cut you off, but let's move on to the next question. Let's do. Okay, yeah. question number two. What's your overall favorite Nintendo moment of E3? Okay, so this is going to sound weird, maybe a little too outside the box, but I loved those Muppets. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, this is, we, we could talk about game announcements, and maybe it'll come up later why I'm not, you know, why I'm not choosing a game for this, per se. But, um, but in, as far as a moment, uh, those Muppets. That was so good. Like, as much as I was kind of lukewarm during some of the presentation, every time those Muppets came back, I would, like, laugh out loud. Mm-hmm. That's really, I mean, that was impressive. There was the one part where I believe it was the Wada puppet with bananas. I don't even think a Wada <laughs> says anything. No. And then I, I forget what, even, what it even does, but... I think he just stares at the screen after a minute or something and like that. I think something falls over, he throws something. Something, something does yeah. happen, but it just happens out of nowhere, like... It's like random aggression or something like that. Right. You know, I have to look back at it, but yeah, it was it was definitely different. I didn't expect it. Yeah, but um, I can see why that would be your favorite moment. Yeah, I mean, right at the intro, they go into Miyamoto's room and it's all filled with crazy Super Mario stuff, and then he just slowly rises up from the warp pipe, and he's like running all spastically during his intro, and when they're dancing and everything, uh, it was just, it was so adorable. And I was wondering how they would follow up last year with the robot chicken thing, because mm-hmm. obviously, you know, like the bar is kind of set that they have to do something a little, a little fun, a little quirky, but obviously you can't do exactly the same thing. So I thought this was great. Okay. Uh, I agree. Uh, question number three, what was the show missing for you? Well, as I think I mentioned on the podcast uh, before, when we were talking about our hopes for E3, what was distinctly missing for me was an indication that the Wii U was on solid ground and would have a bright future in front of it. And I'm sure in our conversations with our guests, uh, some you know some of the specifics of that will will come up, but. 
but that's what was missing for me. I did not, I did not get that impression. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't either. Uh, it, it didn't hit me so much until I was reflecting afterwards, really what it meant, mm. what I saw. And it really does tell a certain tale, which isn't necessarily a bad thing for the overall Nintendo fandom and everything, but it does imply that we are not in a uh, rising situation, perhaps. <laughs> um, but it could it, it could be a setup for better things in the future if they can execute certain things. I mean, they've kind of set us up to be hyped later, which uh, is, is great for later. It's great for future Steven, but it's not <laughs> great for, you know, present Steven and present Joe. But, but again, I hope that... Um, this podcast and these series of podcasts won't be so much filled with negativity. Not that that's what you're doing, but mm-hmm. uh, even I felt like, oh, am I going to bring too much of that to the show? But again, yeah. if you, I think if you look the, at the individual pieces, you can appreciate them for what they are, and it's not so. Oh bad. yeah, oh definitely. But, but yeah, as far as like a momentum building thing, yep. I can see where that was missing. Yep, yep, yep. So uh, number four, how did you feel about Nintendo's dissemination of information this year, and how they handled it? Um, I felt that. I mean, I'll say like. Uh, you know, I loved the Nintendo World Championships. I I'm officially a huge fan of this digital event idea, and of course, you know, I love the Treehouse. But uh, I actually think that this year, in terms of like having the Smash Direct broken out to its own separate thing, and doing the Earthbound Beginnings reveal during the World Championships, those those are some missteps, I think, because I think that stuff could have easily been folded into the digital event and suddenly i think that would have changed the reaction a lot even though it's you know purely a perception thing obviously those things were still announced but if we're talking about how they you know doled out the information i think i think that would have been a better way to do it in hindsight well and e3 is very much an information you know uh, event as it is an entertainment one Mm -hmm. and Nintendo's pushed that direction further and further, so uh, I can I can say that yeah maybe they didn't really do it, you know they had the best intentions that's clear yep. but yeah somebody uh, was not considering I guess some of the the downfalls that could occur with how they did things um, right yeah so question number five and then we can reflect it back on me I guess mm-hmm. Pokemon move Ooh, um, nice. No, I'm excited. <laughs> Question number five. What non-Nintendo announcement resonated most with you? Well, as I think I've mentioned uh, in previous episodes, my favorite video game of all time is Final Fantasy VII. And so Square Enix, out of nowhere, uh, announced that they are indeed remaking that game. And so, uh, you know, I'm not necessarily... I'm not necessarily over the moon about it because I think that, you know, I have my own tastes and my own expectations for Final Fantasy VII. And I still think that the game holds up completely and would really, I'd be thoroughly entertained by it if I played it today. So what they might do with this remake, they might do something I don't like. I mean, in any number of ways, you know. So I'm I'm not, like, assured that it's going to be a fantastic game that's going to top that original experience, but I'm most intrigued about that more than anything else in terms of non-Nintendo. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, they didn't really show much of it, right? There was a, no, a short no. trailer, you see the back of Cloud, right? and that's kind of it, but I don't have much of an attachment to the game myself because I uh, never played it. 
believe it right. or not. I do know some of the key plot points that just kind of happens over the years. And uh, I would definitely play it myself if I had the ability to, but I wouldn't buy a PS4 for it. Right. Um, however, uh, it did look really nice. The graphics were very stellar, I think, in the short yeah. time that I saw. And I think that alone will make a lot of people happy. Um, it mm -hmm. definitely does for us Nintendo fans who lived in an HD-less world for longer than normal. Right. And, uh, I mean, I'm clamoring for a Mario Galaxy HD myself, and that's all that would be. And even that looked better from the start. I mean, Final Fantasy VII is very dated graphically, and I think that alone yes. will allow not only old fans, but new fans to kind of get in touch with the classic. Yeah. So I, I, I'm, you know, as someone who doesn't plan to probably play it, I'm hyped anyway. I yeah. Could, I am pleased to see that. Yeah, and certainly it, it is at least interesting that uh, now people can stop asking about it because that's been something that, you know, people have been kind of harping on for, for several years. So, hmm. um, But so what about you? So let's go back down the list. Casting, casting Reflect here. Uh, what, was, uh, what was your most anticipated game based on the ones announced at E3? Most anticipated? Well... I mean, there's quite a few cool things in there, and this, honestly, well, I guess I gotta answer honestly, but do uh, it. Well, it's tough though. It's hard because don't lie to us. It's it's just tough because you know a couple of the games, Super Mario Maker, Wooly World, we've known about those for a long time. Sure. So to say that one of them is my most anticipated is almost kind of disingenuous because it doesn't really involve new information so much. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Animal Crossing Happy Home Designer believe it or not, which we did know about. However, it wasn't until the trailer they showed that I actually started seeing that there's more depth to it right? and understanding why they might charge full price for it and mm -hmm. seeing the fun of stripping Animal Crossing of some key features and maybe focusing on the designer, which honestly I'm not that great at, but I've always wanted to be better at. Mm -hmm. uh, and again, I've already said on the show, you've inspired me to some degree because of your skills. <laughs> so you. I think it's pretty cool what they're doing there. I like that you can... Uh, that you can decorate kind of the surrounding yard and that there's challenges to meet and certain tasks. You're not just doing it for the hell of it. It's not like mm -hmm. a pure creation game, but animals are asking you to do certain things. And in my hopes and dreams that maybe you could import that into a future Wii U game, but we'll get to that too. Okay. So that would be my answer though. Uh, right now, Animal Crossing, I mean, obviously all the big ones, of course, but I think Animal mm -hmm. Crossing, Happy Home Designer, it's coming out this year. I'm actually quite anticipated for it mm -hmm. or anticipating all right. all right very cool uh and what was your favorite overall moment from nintendo this year okay well my answer is pretty much the muppets as well really so yeah oh i mean the presentation was standing yeah um, all right the i didn't i mean i kind of liked what they were doing but then then transferring or trans uh forming into star fox characters right was so like weirdly stupid and awesome and yeah i just loved it i felt so uh, so much joy watching that. Awesome. Um, but since you said it, I guess I'll throw something else in the ring. Um, mm -hmm. I did think it was cool that they were using those, uh, without us even knowing about the amiibo functionality in Super Mario Maker, ah, yes. but they were doing that weird kind of uh, yes. you know, mystery mushroom action, Yes. which, again, got me really hyped when I saw it turn into Isabel, because I had a lot of hopes, which we'll get to in a second. And uh, But still, it was just neat. And then to find out at the end of the show that that actually is an item, Right, it suddenly helps legitimize all the damn amiibo I'm collecting. That's cool. Yeah, while they were doing that, I was like, "This is an odd way to transition from one topic to the next." Because 
I felt like you're just going to confuse people. You know, people are going to be like, wait, Marth isn't in the game, but I saw this video where he's in the game. But then to kind of right at the end, it's almost like, you know, they were kind of teasing us with it the whole time. And uh, yeah, and then they described that that is part of the functionality of the game. So that yeah. that was pretty neat. I did like that. So, yes, that was that was it. And what would you say was missing for you from this E3? Okay, so I'm going to tie into questions one and two into this, because the thing that was missing for me most is what I was talking about in the last episode with our, uh, you know, anticipation notes and our hopes and dreams. The fact that they showed, and, you know, they showed Isabella, or Isabella, whatever, and then they cut to Happy Home Designer, and then they continued to show some HD Animal Crossing. It's like, oh my gosh, this is happening. Yep. Yes. Yep. I was so happy. I had a big smile yep. on my face. And then I saw some circles on the ground. I was like, what is that? Oh, yep. what is that? Yep. I was like, wait, why are there more? Okay, there's yes. five. Maybe it's an event. Okay. Oh, this uh, is a cool holiday. What is that? Oh, uh, Wait, man. why are they... What the fuck? Yeah. And then that was it. Yep. That was, it was missing a proper Animal Crossing HD. Right. Full stop. I mean... And this made me honestly want to vomit all over this experience, which is not necessarily fair. I'm, I'm trying to look at it from an open mind, but right. it, initially, I wanted to seriously kick somebody's ass. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just funny. I, now I'm almost finding entertainment in the fact that I think, because the more people I talk to, the more people share this exact experience where we you think you know what you're looking at, and then it's like, wait, what are what are those little squares on the ground? Mm-hmm. Why are there so many of them and then just like oh no yeah it was it was absolutely <sighs> a misdirect i felt trolled by nintendo to be honest yeah. and and that'll lead yeah. me into the next question really yeah yep yeah. so uh yeah so what did you think about the way they uh released their their information this time around i will retread slightly to say that i of course i like the direct i like that better than the show's full stop okay. i did enjoy the smash direct and I thought that it coming out two days earlier was not too shabby. Mm-hmm. But I can see what you're saying where it would have helped bring momentum to this. But then again, this is already 50 minutes long, so I guess they would have had to take something out. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, a, an hour and ten minutes might have been a little long. I think an hour is probably the max you know, you want, or you start overloading with information. Didn't you think that, not to go too far in this, but didn't you think like some of those interviews probably could have been chopped a little bit? I mean, we had, I think, at least at least eight minutes of that was was interviews That's and normally normally i really i mean I've, we said it in the past i love getting that little glimpse behind the curtain but with these i think because it was games we already knew about mm-hmm. it just it felt like it dragged so yeah as much as i didn't care so much about the supercharger skylanders one that actually probably <laughs> yeah. had the most new information in it right that um, yeah i wasn't even counting that one i thought was, i thought the woolly world one was really great but again you know how uh iwata has his iwata asks Mm-hmm. Why couldn't those vignettes have been scattered all over the internet? Right. You know, yep. on YouTube and other things, post Nintendo Direct to help push yep. things further and people share them. Oh, this is so cool. I really loved her story and I'm glad that she specifically yeah. is the reason that I'm going to be getting some cool ass amiibo. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, you're right. I mean, there was a lot of time. You make a very good point. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, what non Nintendo announcement reson- resonated the most with you? Uh, hmm. This is probably pretty easy, but the Rare Revival. Oh, okay. Yeah. Have you... Uh, so, okay, so you know what that is. Yeah. That okay. is an Xbox One game that's coming out in August for $30, and it has 30 Rare games on it from across its its whole backlog. 
And what's funny as hell, and pardon the noise, but I'm going to grab these off my desk. On Sunday, I hung out with some negative rollers, and we hung out particularly at Plute's house over in Windsor. And I borrowed five N64 games from him because ah. I really, you know, in in the last podcast, we, I think, talked about it. We did. And uh, I borrowed Conker's Bad Fur Day, Jet Force Gemini, and Blast Corpse. So I'm going to get my 64 out, and I'm going to get my, my new controller that I had bought, and I'm going to play them. But now all three of them are going to be $1 worth of that disc because all three are right. going to be on there, even though right. they're N64 games. But besides Donkey Kong 64, every other game by Rare is pretty much up for grabs. Right. So you've got Jetpack, which, okay, yeah, I've played it enough, I guess. Um, but you've also got, like, Viva Pinata, which I never played before. You've got Grab by the Ghoulies, which I never played before. You've got, uh, there's other ones, there's so many. Uh, you got Battletoads, which I don't know if I want to play because I'm not sadistic. But there's so many games, and Banjo-Kazooie and Tui are on there, Conker's Bad Fur Day, again, Blast Corps, Jeffers Gemini, all these, uh, Perfect Dark, Perfect Dark Zero. I don't know if that's any good, but... There's so many games by a company that was once really great, and obviously this is their heyday of greatness, so mm-hmm. it makes me want to buy an Xbox One for that, which I know is silly, and I probably, I don't know, I was thinking maybe at most, maybe I'll buy the disc, and then hope maybe around Christmas I can get an Xbox One, or maybe next year. There are mm-hmm. a few other games coming out for it that I'm interested in, like uh, the Fable one, mainly because my girlfriend's big into Fable, but I want to look at it a little bit better now. Uh, and, sure. it's, and oh, oh, well, this is kind of a double thing, but also Microsoft impressed me with their, well, they, this shouldn't impress me, but they impressed me with their backwards compatibility, mm-hmm. which now validates my current collection of Xbox 360 games with the, with their console. And really that should have been there in the first place. Right. So suddenly the Xbox one, much to Nintendo's dismay, perhaps has more of a value proposition to me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but it still won't, it won't ever trump Nintendo. It's in my blood. Right. Just can't do it, but so that, so yeah, the rare, rare revival did it, and uh, yeah, I mean ukulele obviously is a is a big deal. So maybe I've got rare on the brain right now, but which I guess update since we haven't done one and we won't be. But they uh, succeeded yesterday. It finished over three million U.S. dollars, uh, over two wow. million pounds. Um, so yeah, they did good. <laughs> so we'll see that it's next so- year. We'll talk about that as, as more news hits. But So that's it, though. That's my five questions. That's your five questions. We have a few more minutes before Pokey Freak uh, is going to join us. So how about we uh, do not really a break. We will do breaks in between, but instead of doing a break traditionally, let's throw to a special segment with past Steven, because when I was visiting uh, Plute and Bearded Nerd and Game Day Grant came with me, it was the four of us, we decided to record a short little segment right after we watched the Smash Direct Live. So how about we kick it to them and hear what they think, hear what they think, and then we'll come back and we'll talk to Pokey Freak. Cool. All right, thanks, future Steven. This is past Steven here, uh, sitting with Game Dad Grant, Plute and Bearded Nerd here in Windsor, Ontario. Uh, we actually are just hanging out today and we kind of realized that the Smash Direct was about to happen, so we figured... Let's just talk about it for a few minutes after we've watched it. Um, I'm the only one actually with my head facing up. Everyone else is pretty much buying uh, the content on their 3DS right now. Uh, I do not have the Wi-Fi set up, so that's probably the only reason I'm not. But uh, let's just have, a again, a couple minutes here. I, you know, there's a whole lot of podcasts coming. Uh, yeah, let's just get going. Um, 
there's no there's no direction or anything. So guys, I guess let's start from my right and move around. Uh, Dave, what do you think about what you just saw? I have to admit I'm pretty excited, um, mostly at the fact that the content was available straight away. Uh, there's no lead time up to it. They made the announcement and then tell you to go to the store and buy it. So that's pretty much what we're doing, going to the store to give them our money, as per usual. Well, yeah, I was, uh, I was, I expected the the Lucas thing. I mean, they kind of announced that. I did not see uh, Ryu and um, Roy as being available this very second. So that's yeah. that's pretty neat. Um, and you know, they didn't mention uh, anything about the survey or any future plans besides today. So I wonder if that's going to be coming in a couple of days. Uh, although this podcast recording, by the time people hear this, they'll know, um, or you know, or what they're planning. So I figure more content's got to be on the way. Uh, Paul? Yeah, I I heard, I don't know where I heard it from, but I think the survey results are coming out in October or something like that. I can't remember where mm. I heard that. But uh, yeah, I'm excited. Unfortunately, the leak, you know, it was all leaked a few, couple days ago. So everything you saw was? Um, not everything. No, not, not everything. I mean, there's a bunch of costumes and stuff. I kind of wish that the me costumes were game? more valuable to me because you can't actually use them online. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, since Smash Brothers is my favorite thing in the world, I feel like I will be purchasing everything. You know, it's funny. As much as you've been playing Splatoon with me lately, I do feel like I'm dragging you away from your actual child uh, whenever no, I do he that. Actually, you are dragging him away from well, his actual child. That's well, that, yeah. <laughs> Good point. Leave that Good in. Point. Good point. Oh, yeah, I don't want to edit this for anything. Um, but, uh, but no, so I feel like I'm going to not see you on Splatoon anymore because you'll be busy uh, mastering these characters. No, I'll still be playing Splatoon. I love Splatoon. It's a, it's, it's too fun. Good. It's new, but eh, Smash Brothers is kind of like you know you always go home to somebody. Sure. Uh, Smash Brothers. So, but you heard it here. Splatoon <laughs> is Splatoon fun. Uh, Grant, your thoughts? Yeah. Um, all of this new DLC is amazing. I love the new stages. Um, you know, the Mii Fighter characters. Um, you know, costumes and whatnot. It's cool, but maybe not something I'm necessarily into. But uh, I, I'm buying Ryu right away. Ryu, how do you pronounce it? Ryu, it's Ryu, Ryu. But Ryu. Back when back when we were kids, uh, we weren't as uh, connected to Japan yeah. as we are now, and he was Ryu to us as well. And, mm-hmm. and I played a lot of Street Fighter too. Yeah, so that, named after uh, his favorite bread. Rye. Rye. Ryu. Rye for you. Got nice. Oh. Cute. That's, we're not growing on that at all. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, yeah, super pumped for that character. Um, honestly, in my opinion, that's the best new character for Smash Brothers. I'm, I'm that's pretty exciting that they've been able to make that work. Super you know, pumped. As someone that. who almost uh, is notorious for not giving two shits about Street Fighter or those kind of games, I Boo. think this. No, I think that this looks really cool though. I think they're putting yes. a lot of effort into him. He's a convert. He looks great. He uh, come around yet? I yeah. won't be able to master any of the strong moves because I know nothing about the combos, but. Uh, it's still really cool that he's got so much into him. The stage is really badass. The music I love, so uh, I will buy him as well, yes. despite my you know non uh, connection. You will learn. <laughs> we could teach you in the ways of Street Fighter. If I don't make it to the next uh, gathering, it's probably because I'm too busy playing the original Street Fighter, right? Yes. No, 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 not the original. No, 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 no. Street Fighter Two, Street Fighter Two, and anything <laughs> after that is okay. Yeah, Street Fighter Two is a good gateway part. drug for that. If anyone yeah. listening doubted my 
lack of understanding of the Street Fighter series <laughs> by walking into that trap. Uh, it's kind of like, like the Mega Man thing. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to play the original Mega Man. No, no, no. Mega Man 2. Yeah. I still want to because I feel like I want to beat it, but that's the only one I have out of the original six. It's you know, okay to really. play Mega Man 1. Don't get us wrong. There's nothing wrong just with me, but to don't it. start there. You know, yeah. you start. Oh, yeah. okay. However, it's not okay to play the original Street Fighter. It's an awful, awful It's an game. abomination. It's, it's pretty bad. Street Fighter 2 is... Yeah, which is wow. who they're basing uh, you know, Ryu on is uh, his, the Street Fighter Two. Um, yeah, but his final smashes, of course, came in in the Street Fighter series later, mm-hmm. and they echo yeah. some Call of the other. Think, right? Yeah, or, some no, of Super Street Fighter Two Turbo was when they first had the Super Base, and some of the other content <laughs> is coming from later Street Fighter games as well. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, uh, the focus attack. The focus attack is, I believe that's. Uh, and he, and he, yeah. he kind of turns into, he looks like a Street Fighter 4 Ryu for like that second when he does that. Uh, yeah. He yeah. gets that little sketchy look around him. And that like paint yeah. ink around it. So, so, price. so anybody. They did, oh, they did price. do a collection price. Yeah. Well, how much is it for all? $37 Canadian. Of course. That's it Canadian, is. though. That's so Canadian. It's like, so I don't know, still... 12 bucks American. No, no, no. no. <laughs> yeah, so what is that? Like $5 American? The exchange rate's closer than you think right now. I know. It's probably around 30 bucks. Ugh. Yeah, it's probably, it's probably 60, Well, there's no point lying to myself. I am gonna buy it, so there's yeah, no yeah. point. <laughs> That's for both, well. though. That's for Wii U and 3DS. Yeah, that yeah, the, the, the 37, the bundle content there is for Wii U and 3DS for 37 dollars and eight cents Canadian. So I'll convert that into hourly wage and see if it's worth it. Oh, it's worth buy it anyway. Yeah, man, yeah. That's... All, look at all that content you get. The Isabel wow. hat. Yes. Yes. Oh no, see, the Isabel outfit. <laughs> How do you feel about that, Stephen? I think that looks horrifying. <laughs> yeah, they honestly we... need to do a discount just to get you to can, pick it up. Can we uh, interview you for a change and ask you what you feel about all the Amiibo announcements that have just forthcome on this? Okay, I was pretty much groaning and sinking into my seat. Yeah, you were a little bit. They look great, but I just know I have to get them because I have this sick you know, drive to pick up every Smash one and be complete. Now, here's the question, especially for uh, inbox people. Mr. Yeah. Game & Watch, well, I feel he actually like... comes with a bunch of different poses oh so they'll probably they'll probably live with the single pose then is my guess but i'm so excited each to... individual pose I, that's what i thought they were going to do yeah. <laughs> or can imagine as like a, a no. blind blister pack of some kind oh yeah. go to fucking hell <laughs> <laughs> never work for nintendo <laughs> they'll but, do it i don't need to but no, no, that. But, no but imagine though i mean i could see them doing that if they have just the insert in a blind pack yeah you know? yeah that'd be horrifying but no, I mean, I'm really excited. Uh, obviously, those are some of the ones that I really want, Doc Hunt and uh, yeah. Game & Watch. But mm-hmm. I, for a second, did think that there was going to be individual Game & Watch ones. And I was, I was, I don't know. I think I was going to drive over my Amiibo collection with a steamroller <laughs> at that point. But yeah, you, you're this close to, to flipping out. I, well, you I were know. somewhat flipping out anyway. The problem, yeah, the problem is that I have the income to support this, even though I shouldn't <laughs> use it for that. And I've already gone so far, and I've I've helped out people on the forums, and I've I'm such a champion for Amiibo, as a figurine standpoint too, because I, I know the content unlocking is a whole issue, but I love them as figurines, and so I can already feel the pain. Like I wish they would just direct deposit or direct uh, a debit out of yeah, my bank account exactly. and just send them to me direct. I wish that would you know save directly me directly to you. Yeah, yeah. A wad is bullshit if he doesn't pull that off. So. <laughs> Um, no, but it was really cool, and uh, well, you better get a second job for all this stuff. <laughs> working at an Amiibo factory, if anything. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so I'm excited for that. That wasn't my favorite thing of the of the direct, though. I think my favorite thing was probably uh, the new stages, the uh, 
the Ryu one, and then the two that they're going to bring back from the N64. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. excited for uh, Hyrule Castle. Hyrule Castle. Absolutely. And then the Peach's Castle, yeah. the Mario one, is really fun. Those were too. two of my favorites. And in the, in the, um, you know, the, the bracket that we did, the March Madness style thing yeah, yeah. that I put on, those were some that I felt deserved more... Uh, Oh ho! Oh, there's um. Oh yeah, there's tax. Don't yeah, forget. Don't, tax. don't 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 forget that there's tax. So I believe if you switch your Wii U to a certain like whatever state has no tax, wherever you can get around that a little bit. <laughs> I don't condone that, but uh, I didn't hear anything just now. But I'm not gonna edit this. So if you heard anything, feel free to do that to uh, to avoid the tax. But I'm um, just kidding. Uh, I will now read off these about... visa number. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, it's asterisk asterisk asterisk. <laughs> Asterisk. Keep it up, please. Keep it up. Yeah. Asterisk, 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 F-U-C-K. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, no, he's paying right now 41-something. Oh, I'd prefer not to talk about it. Thank you very much. Ontario uh, taxes are pretty bad, too. Oh. So. Yeah. So you hear that? Now we can turn the podcast to uh, Canadian taxes, which was actually the real reason I wanted to talk today. Um, no, not Jim. Oh, jeez. Okay, now, where's the off button? <laughs> Okay, so we're we're nearing about ten minutes here, which I think is a good amount of time. And yeah. uh, at this point, we're about to double. Well, no, we're not really about to, but I'm worried we're going to double the direct itself. So that's pointless. Um, let's go opposite direction. Final thoughts, Grant. My final thought: Hadouken. Okay, Paul. Mine is a, a more Street Fighter Two Hadouken. They've already got my money, it's so it's Fighter really not worth <laughs> worrying about too much. Street Fighter Two. <laughs> Street Fighter 2? Street Fighter 2. Street Fighter 4. Oh, okay. And my final thought Seriously. is... Uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Drop the mic. That's, yeah. <laughs> Super Smash, Smash Brothers! Brothers! Give us your money! <laughs> Alright, welcome back, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that short segment uh, with me and the, the guys talking the other night, uh, or another day about Smash Brothers, but we're going to get back to present day time, and technically yet, I'm going to the future, because we have PokeFreak911 with us. Welcome, Michael. Hello! And it's actually morning for him while it's night for us. It's morning of, of Thursday, because he's a time traveler. Yep, I've got the uh, blue box just <laughs> in the back room. I can't whistle that. Okay. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> Just to jump in, uh, thanks again for joining us. Um, the drill, as everyone already knows, and as you know, we're going to ask you the five questions, and then we're going to move into your uh, your couple of topics. So, All right. Um, I've somehow lost my question segment. <laughs> there they are. Oh, okay. I see what it did. That's Skype for you. All right. So, uh, the first question. Based on E3, what is your most anticipated game right now? At the moment, I think okay. None of the really new released game, none of the new ones that I really said seemed like exciting. Um, but I'm, I'm, it's a toss up between Xenoblade and Woolly World, and Woolly World's mostly there because that's out next week. So oh, that's that's that early for you guys. Yeah, we get it so early. Oh. That's why I'm, I'm confused. Why it took. Nintendo's, you guys want to get an announcement. Nintendo's got a hole to fill is pretty much the situation. Yeah. <laughs> so they said, let's just wait. Yeah. This is the trick part of trick or treat. We get our treat in October. So I think for the next week, Woolly World's probably up there. I 
think I'm getting that at launch. I should be. And then after the next week, it's going to be uh, Xenoblade. Nice. Which has been there for ages, and I cannot wait. <laughs> oh. <sighs> Wonderful. Yeah, looks really good. So, uh, what would you say was your favorite overall moment by Nintendo this year? Hmm. I- I'm trying to think of the moments that really kind of, um, like, stood out. The moments that, yeah, the moments that um, stood out from the rest and, like, resonated with me. I have to say, nothing in the digital event really grabbed me too much. I think the Nintendo World Championship hmm. I, li- I liked, um, but if it came to the actual pre- presentation, probably, like, the um, Muppet stuff. I liked <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. Star Fox characters. Yeah, Very nice. That's it. pretty much our answer as well, so we understand. <laughs> love it. Although now Nintendo's kind of stuck having to find some new way to show us yep. stuff every year for the rest yep. of their existence, because we're going to expect yep. nothing less. That's true. Yeah, they put themselves into a bit of a corner, that, but they're pretty good at coming up with unique stuff normally. Mm-hmm. So. Maybe eventually it'll swing back the other way, and they'll, they'll just do a event one year where it's just like them in front of a fireplace with like a glass of cognac or something. <laughs> <laughs> with like a super mushroom on the glass etched in, laser etched. <laughs> yes. Right. That'd be pretty And they'll of, course, they'll, they'll of course have the bananas there again. <laughs> yes. I'm, glad, I'm glad the bananas made a comeback. Yeah. I, I was surprised to see a wasp with the bananas. Now remind me where that came from because it was familiar tr- and but I couldn't remember why. Oh, it was I, there just... was... Was it in a direct or something with yeah. the water sitting there just looking at bananas? Yeah. yeah. It was It was a, it was a year or two back. It was a while ago. But They were talking about Donkey Kong or something. All right. It's That's bananas. what made me... When I saw the bananas, I thought, oh, they're going to talk about Donkey Kong. Is that what Retro is <laughs> working on? But no. Yeah. Uh, Someone should check like the BBB to see if... Uh, well, they wouldn't be in there anyway. But to see if the UK version of the Better Business Bureau uh, even has them registered anymore. I would yeah. just like to know that, but we're jumping ahead a little bit. Uh, <laughs> let's let's move on to question three, shall we? What was the show missing for you? Mostly a wow moment. Like I'm trying the to World of Warcraft. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Need more World of Warcraft. World of Warcraft <laughs> coming to Wii U. I think that's what we need. Save the console. Um, yeah, it was it was just something that really had an impact because most of it didn't. Like the get the newer games, the new games that they announced weren't really that hard hitting for me. I mean, Paper Jam was pretty cool. That mm-hmm. looks cool, but there wasn't anything big. And our phone is ringing. There wasn't anything big um, last year. There was a lot of stuff that was big. Splatoon was big. Like I, I didn't know what that was. And there were the little Star Fox tees at the end, which I loved. Mm-hmm. Um, although I kind of wish they hadn't done that. It would have made this year's impact the Star Fox a bit more. I you feel know, I'll agree with you there because I, I remember not being that impacted before last year. It didn't yeah. really hit me very well, and because it, it seemed kind of haphazardly put together, it was kind of quick. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's a good point. Yeah. Um, if they'd waited this year and opened with it, it would be, would have immediately been awesomeness. Although they might have wanted to end with that. Uh, I don't know. Um, well, I think the the Muppet transforming thing was a great intro, so I think that yeah, it, it would have been a great strong. Intro. Mm-hmm. 
but then it would have gone into weaker stuff normally. So true. It's it's a bit of a tricky one, but yeah, it was definitely like a hard hitting new game. That was it. Well, like we didn't really get any new Wii U games except for the Animal Crossing thing and uh, Lemon uh, Mario Tennis. I'm trying to think of any other new Wii U games that we saw and we didn't really see any. Skylander Superchargers. <laughs> Although is that, is that multi-platform? Uh, I would assume well, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they said yeah. the Nintendo figures will only work, yeah. obviously, on, That's what I yeah. on their okay. system. The Amiibo, I, I, they're pretty cool for Amiibo. I like them. The idea of switching between them and using them for multiple games is good. Plus, mm-hmm. they should have a larger stock because they're Skylanders. So. Well, I ain't buying them because they don't work with Lego Dimensions. <laughs> I needed a third twist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sorry, I... Let's just keep with time. Let's uh, move on to the next question. <laughs> sure. So, um, how did you feel about the way that Nintendo sort of conveyed their information this time around? Just the way they structured everything, and and I guess the pacing, or however you received the information. You know, how did that work for you? If they're not like putting into account the leaks that happened, which kind of ruined the uh, Smash Brothers yeah. direct. Yeah, that's um, a shame. Yeah, that was. They shouldn't have pushed out that update. You know, a quick note about that, though. I managed to keep myself completely free of spoilers from that leak. Uh, however, it was already leaked weeks ago because people had hacked into the, the game and found the little sound bites that kind of confirmed yeah. that was happening. Who knows why they had to put those in then, you know, to, to do whatever the hell they had to do. But it was kind of a downer because there, was there wasn't much of a wow moment with that either. Yeah. Right. Sometimes I feel like Nintendo wants the leaks in some way, and sometimes I feel like they just happen. Right, I um, guess what's worth more, you know, like a couple weeks of chatter about the game or the wow moment? Maybe they yeah. were that and they, you know, who knows. Um, I, I, I liked um, showing off Blast Ball, Metroid Prime. Um, <laughs> I, li- I liked them showing off that on the Nintendo World Championships thing. That was cool. I liked having to see something new there. And just the Smash Brothers Direct was cool. I like I liked that. I didn't. I felt like Earthbound Beginnings probably should have been saved for the digital event. Maybe swap that with Woolly World. But generally, it was pretty good. I I think they also maybe should have put Mario in his own direct and mm-hmm. given out more Mario Maker info that way. But yeah, maybe it would have made sense to swap Earthbound Beginnings because that was announced at the championships, right? Uh, maybe I think so. Maybe they could have made the Metroid Prime Federation Force announcement then to say, "Hey, guess what? This Black Balls. It's actually a new Metroid-based game." You know, which maybe would have built the hype, leaving Earthbound to be more impactful in the in the direct later. Yeah, and like that—that that was one of the major things in the direct. That kind of just I was trying to figure out what the Metroid Prime Blast Ball thing really was. I, right. I wasn't very clear, and it just confused me. Not as much as the Animal Crossing. But it confused me. Sure. Well, so let's finish up the questions here with what non-Nintendo announcement resonated most with you? Ooh. I'm going to have to say, even though Fallout 4 was uh, really, really, really good, I cannot wait for that game. If you haven't played much other Fallout, uh, Last Guardian. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. When I, when I first saw that game several years ago, I thought, oh, this is pretty cool. This might be fun to play. It's probably never coming out, so I just kind of gave up hope. And as did many other people. Yeah, that was a. I if they were going to show it, I didn't expect them to open with it. That was a bit surprising. I literally woke up that morning, went on Twitter, 
and just everyone was talking about Last Guardian. It was the first thing I saw. I was like, oh crap. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, That's for uh, PlayStation. Yep. Okay. Um, PS4. Uh, it looks really good. I really want to play. It. I haven't played any of the other Team Arco games, but uh, for some reason, this one has got me really interested. It's. It looks good. Okay. Well, fair enough. I, I saw a brief trailer. I, I actually want to look into it a little more, but I didn't push it because I have no intention of getting a PlayStation anytime soon. Uh, yeah. I, I kind of want a PlayStation 4 now. There's enough games in it that make me want it. I just don't have the money. Yeah. Huh? Freaking Bloodborne. Damn expensive so- uh, third... Well, not third party, but expensive competition. Yeah. It stays cheapest, and that works for us at the moment, but... Maybe it just makes it harder for us to jump later in the generation, you know? Mm. But, uh, okay, so those are the five questions. Thank you very much. Uh, that was about 11 minutes or so of your segment. So I want to move into the main topics. And for you, you know, we've got two picked out here that we think, uh, well, that you pretty much said you'd like to talk about and we uh, of all of them. So let's start with Nintendo's presentation. Oh, yes. I mean, we kind of <laughs> touched on it a little bit. Yeah. But uh, overall, I mean, what are your thoughts? Just lead us into that, and we'll see where it goes. My general thoughts is a bit of confusion and disappointment. It doesn't feel like they're working on much. Uh, it was talked around on the forum. A lot of the stuff we got this year was uh, spin-offs. Mm-hmm. Uh, the few main things that we saw in the presentation were things we'd already seen before. Um, Fire Emblem Fates, as we got their name now, which is pretty cool. Uh, Shimagama Tensei X Fire Emblem, which apparently isn't called that anymore, so I don't know what it's exactly called now. Um, <laughs> no one does. <laughs> we got, we got Mario and Luigi Paper Jam, which that, that's still the, my, one of my favorite new things that we saw. Is, mm-hmm. That looks really cool. And the, the title, I finally figured out the title. It's a, it's a pun. Paper Jam, like a printer. Paper gets jammed <laughs> in the printer. So smart. You know, that's that's funny. I, you know, I actually didn't. I actually didn't catch that. You didn't? No. Yeah, no. I I thought it was like. Well, it, they're probably going for multiple meanings, but I was thinking like you know like a like a like when you jam like a mashup like you jam I, things. I was thinking like space a jam, jam session. You know. <laughs> I was thinking Jordan space jam reference. <laughs> <laughs> um, Michael Jordan and then, and then the guy from Seinfeld. <laughs> Wayne Knight. Yeah, Wayne Knight. Wayne Knight. The, yeah, I it was just disappointing and the mate like it started off strong and then they went from talking about Star Fox straight into the Skylanders and uh that kind of just killed the momentum I feel. It's like, oh, okay. We're gonna talk about Skylanders. That's <laughs> well, pretty cool. And there's actually one thing that was mentioned between those two. It was literally like a sentence or two and it was uh them it was Reggie saying that the NX will be talked about next year. Which kind yeah. of sets a precedence that I didn't realize at the time, but maybe so the rest of this, that's why we're talking about it next year, because here's what's left. Yeah. Yeah, that that does make sense. Um the the overall feel I'm getting from Nintendo at the moment is the they basically they seem to just be trying to make the Wii U just not do much at the moment, and then either end it with a bang or start the NX with a bang. Um, I, I'm consistently getting the feeling that uh, Zelda Wii U is going to do a Twilight Princess on us and release Wii U and NX. If NX is a home console, I'm starting to get the feeling that very much is. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but generally, just we we, we had we, then we had the Skylanders that kind of killed the momentum. What was after that again? Um, Triforce Heroes. Triforce Heroes, yeah, a big 3DS hit, hit after hit after hit of 3DS games. Yeah, I I like Triforce Heroes. It looks fun. Uh, I'm not sure how filled with content it's going to be. Um, it, it 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 seems like it's going to have more than four swords anniversary and stuff, which that's still had quite a bit of content. I had a lot of fun with that. Well, how did you feel about you know the fact that they would take these moments like last year to have these vignettes? Because Triforce Heroes started with, uh, I believe, a little video of. Um, I think, yeah, I think it was before that and not before Hyrule Warriors, but, uh, you know, talking about it was, uh, was it Tezuka? Is, is his name maybe? I forget. Maybe I'm mixing these guys up. Uh, you know, it's hard to keep track of all these Japanese names I'm not too familiar with, but, <laughs> uh, Aonuma, I know he was there and, and they were yep, talking about there. the development process and how to, how they kind of came up with this and everything. And those are cool, but before, uh, before you joined us today, Joe and I had, you know, we're thinking about how maybe those would have been better either compressed or maybe kept in full length, but kind of put on the internet like they do Awada's Asks. You know? Yeah, I think that would have been worked better. Um, for people to share and just pop them throughout. A lot of them, some of them were cool. I liked how they were done last year, mm-hmm. uh, mostly because it was the first year. This year, some of them went on too long and some of them weren't really needed. I know the Woolly World one was kind of, uh, I was just sitting there going, uh, what's next? When's this going to yep. end? Because yep. it was... It wasn't really engaging. Like we weren't right. hearing too much about development. It was just well, it was about, about the amiibo. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it was the amiibo again. Most of the stuff that I found in this in the digital event, a lot of it was talking about amiibo. Mm. <sighs> I like the things, but uh, Nintendo, you're doing what I feared. <laughs> you know, well, not to yep. jump away. Uh, and kind of go to the very end in case you had more things about the presentation to discuss throughout. But mm. how did you feel about the end of the presentation where they ended it on a Nintendo Land type situation, but not even a game? It's a website where the, and they promised to donate money, which, again, is very noble, very awesome. Yep. But it felt weird to pretty much be making a pledge for us to donate money. I was... I was confused. <laughs> like... Why would you end on that was my major <laughs> thinking point. I remember pausing it, the YouTube and I saw, okay, oh, there's five minutes left. Okay, so what's coming, yeah, you know? Yeah. And, then, and yeah. then I was like, wait, this has been three minutes now. There's no way in hell. There's something else. Like, what is yeah. the point? Yeah. I I kept sitting there going, okay, they were do- playing a joke on us early with the Metro Prime. We're just going <laughs> to do this super slow ending. Then we're going to show Metro Prime, right? Right? Uh, <laughs> Right. Uh, Samus is going to blast the organization out of the water and be like, you know, I don't know. Uh, when Samus appeared on that Mario Maker thing, which I liked that little, um, how they did that to introduce the games, having mm-hmm. Mario turn into different characters. And I'm glad they put that amiibo functionality in for Mario Maker. Right. Uh, that's pretty cool. I, I, I was just, oh, cool. Metroid, finally. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah, it, it, I don't know. I was just going to say, this isn't really about that, but it was cool that they're including that kind of functionality Amiibo-wise, and it was used as a really neat kind of segue device, but of course it also was mis- misleading a little bit, and it also reminds me that not all games have cross-functionality like Super Mario Maker will, and I feel like if they're mm. going to have these Amiibo, and they didn't have an Amiibo-specific game in the sense of... uh 
you know, like uh, like a general amiibo, like a game around amiibo specifically, unless you count the Animal Crossing one, but that still uses an existing IP uh, yep. as opposed to just like a general Nintendo thing, like Nintendo Land or something, like a Nintendo or an Amiibo Land or something, mm. um, which, you know, would have had mixed reviews as well. But I kind of wish that more games had more inclusion, like Yoshi's Woolly World is going to do. You scan almost any Amiibo and it's going to give you the skin of that. And to me, that's where the promise of Amiibo was going to be at. And uh, uh, while it was used as cool segues in the presentation, it wasn't quite, uh, you know, what what has panned out so far gaming-wise. I, I feel like if we're talking about Amiibo functionality, I think the best examples of this still are Woolly World, Mario Kart 8, Smash Brothers. I still feel like they had the best Amiibo implementation generally, mm-hmm. especially because the freaking Amiibo fighters... Um, if you if you make your custom, whole custom ones, those things are insane to fight against in Smash Brothers. Yeah. I, I I just I suck so bad at them. <laughs> they learn so quick. Yeah, but that cool. I, I like the uh, amiibo are cool. I, I love amiibo. They're a cool idea. Nintendo just sometimes they implement them correctly, and sometimes they don't. And I I don't know what's going on with the whole stocking problem in America. They just can't seem to stock them correctly there. Here they have no problem stocking them, but... Don't remind me. <laughs> you, 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 you and Mustache... Like, even Mustache will find pictures from from Australia, and then, like, you guys will talk about it, and it just makes me, like, oh my gosh. So he's, like, he's working against us Amiibo fans, but he's a huge Amiibo fan, too, so he's just feeling the pain. Yeah. Uh, like, one... I was feeling positive about Amiibo going into the to the event. I went, okay, they're doing pretty well with me, but let's see what new stuff they have. And then they showed Animal Crossing. And I was like, oh, okay, uh, an, an, new Animal Crossing. This is what we thought. Then I realized it was a board game. And then I realized you needed an Amiibo to play it for each character. <laughs> right. and, uh, so it's yeah. like Monopoly, but the pieces are sold separately. Right. The game is apparently free, I heard, on the eShop, though. I suspected right. that. Yeah, but you still need the Amiibo to play. I'm not sure if the cards work as well. I'd assume so. But it's still... Something about it doesn't feel right. I'm an Amiibo whore, so I'm going to probably end up buying those Amiibo. So if the game is free, <laughs> then I'm all for it. You know, and, it would be hard to swallow otherwise. And it's also Animal Crossing, so, of right. course. Yes, you know me. <laughs> um, so let's let's talk a little bit more about the presentation, though. Is there anything else about it that... You know, whether it's the Direct itself, the Treehouse action right now... Uh, I mean, have you caught a lot of the Treehouse stuff? I, ha- I haven't really paid attention to most of the Treehouse, because not too many of the games interested me. I do want to go and look at some of the Shimigami Tensei Expire Emblem stuff, because mm-hmm. I'm very interested in that game. It looks fun. I've always wanted to play a Persona game, Shimigami Tensei game or whatever. Or this right. seems more Persona. Generally, the tr- Treehouse is good. I like that they're still doing Treehouse, even if it's not interesting me too much this year. Presentation as a whole... It didn't feel as as well structured as last year. It didn't feel which it's a bit. I know it's not really fair to compare it last year, but like the digital event thing is. I'm I'm trying to remember the year before with the um another digital event, but it didn't feel as well structured. Pacing pacing was pretty good. I found I didn't get too bored. Uh, it was just more confusion from some of the titles. Right. Do you think that that had a big impact though? You know, you're if you're if you're not interested in the games in between each presentation piece, then the whole thing kind of falls apart. No. Yeah, 
I, I feel like that did have an impact. Although, even if um, Metro Prime Federation Force, even if it kind of disappointed me, um, I'm still interested. I'm still interested to play it. It looks like it could be fun. I just don't play my 3DS too often, so hmm. a lot of the 3DS stuff didn't have a big impact for me. Yeah. Well, yeah mostly there, don't... there was a segment where they had four 3DS games shown off in a row too, so that could yeah, be where... a pacing killer. Where's the Wii U stuff? I want, I want my Wii U, Wii U stuff. And, okay, Mr. Yeah. Time Traveler, take a time machine, go back <laughs> a couple years, and you'll find your Wii stuff, apparently. Ah, <laughs> uh, It was just... honestly an even, a, a rather even mix, though, if you look at it. It's just, I think, what... You know, the 3DS might have had more impactful games than the Wii U, and the, so the it 3DS, looks like... Yeah, the 3DS had a lot of new titles. The Wii U still has a lot of the pre-announced titles that... Uh, announced 2013. Um, right. But it's just... Yeah. I was looking... I, was, I kept waiting for a big, hard-hitting Wii U title, a new announcement to be shown. And I didn't... I feel like them not having Zelda this year really hurt them. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure why they chose not to show that. I originally thought when they announced Zelda wouldn't be shown is because they had other stuff to show. But they didn't. This would have been a good year if they had an F-Zero or a Metroid... Uh, to announce it, because Zelda's not there to overshadow. And even though, I'm fed, yeah, it's Metroid's 30th next year. Even though it's Metroid's 30th next year, we've also got Zelda there then. Right. In theory. In theory. You know, one last comment I want to make about the presentation, if I can remember it, because I kind of just forgot it. But, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, you know, I feel that Nintendo might pull a Nintendo Direct rather soon. To help yeah, mitigate I, some of this damage? The one thing I was thinking as the show kept going on was that we had to have a direct... I think, I'm thinking August. Mm-hmm. Um, or Ju- July or August. We have to be getting one then. Because we haven't had too many directs this year, from what I can tell. Like, not... Compared to past years, we've had where we've had some pretty big directs. We haven't had too many this year, I don't think. I'm mm-hmm. trying to remember what big directs you've had this year, and I can't think of any. Well, I think there's been... I don't know if there's been lacking the amount, but I think they've continued to show off the same stuff. Yeah, we haven't had any complete... Well, we had Splatoon, that was new stuff. Mm-hmm. But they they show, they announced a lot of games super early in 2013, where we had uh, Woolly World, Shimigami Tensei X, Fire Emblem, Xenoblade Chronicles, Cross... Mario Maker was then too? Uh, no, Mario Maker, wasn't Mario Maker E3 last year? I think it was. Really? I can't remember. I cannot remember. Okay. Um, I feel like it was a little bit before that, but maybe not. It might have been. I am not sure. That's alright. I do, yeah, I, I do feel like we're going to get a direct sometime soon, and I really hope they come at it with some future releases, because... Everything this year, everything that we saw this year seemed to be very much for this year and early next year. And I like that. It shows us what games are coming soon. I also kind of want to know what's happening in the future. And at the moment, we don't know what, we, I don't think we know anything that's coming out like the late half of next year. We have yeah. Zelda, I think, and that's it. Yeah, the NX stands for nothing explained. So <laughs> that's exactly their premise right now. So I guess we'll see. But. Uh, you know, not to, not to again push into the next topic, but with the time we have left, do you want to talk? All about... right, yeah, Xenoblade. Yeah. Okay, Xenoblade. Yeah. I love Xenoblade. Uh, I freaking cannot 
wait for Xenoblade Chronicles Cross. It's oh, Cross, correct. not yes, X. Okay. Not... I don't know why Japanese game makers go in with the X for Cross. And well, see, it's, not... it's not their letter, so I guess to them they yeah, see it as Cross. It makes easily. sense for them, but not for us. I kind of wish they just called it Xenoblade Cross for us, but apparently they had to put Chronicles there to make it more well known. I'm hyped for this game. I've that... been hyped for this game since it was announced. This game's pretty much been riding on its trailers throughout the years, yep. and this was a strong trailer. I was, yeah, was digging the hell out of it. I I can't it it pretty much solidified me to jump in. And then they gave uh, a, I, a, a release date at least for the U.S. Uh yeah, Australia's release date is still December 2015. We haven't got a solid day, but yeah, uh, and we're the fourth of December. Yep. Uh, that was the one thing I was looking forward to was uh, a 2015 release date. And I, I was almost positive they were going to do it, because it's a big title for this year, and they seem to be pushing Xenoblade as a IP a whole lot more. Uh, like, I'm honestly surprised, I'm still surprised Jolt got into Smash 4, considering he is a pretty new character. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm looking forward to it. I kind of wish, even though it was a good trailer, I kind of wish we didn't see it in the digital event and had other stuff to replace it, though, because we've already seen it so much. Right. It's right. something that... We could have easily seen its own direct later this year, but also they needed to have a release date. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of... Uh, I, I They've announced a lot of release dates for games too early, I feel, and a lot of things about games too early, which this is kind of going off topic, and then made the direct kind of a less impactful. But Xenoblade Chronicles Cross, I can't wait. The soundtrack, <laughs> most of what we've heard, I like, and I, I, I like a lot. Hiroyuki Sawano... He's a good composer. I like a lot of his music that he's done for like animes and stuff. But one thing that I think I might have a problem with, a lot of the stuff we've heard so far is very cinematic and not so much game music for like background. And cinematic yeah. music is great. This game seems to be going for more of a cinematic feel than Sunblade Chronicles did. Like it's, it seems larger in scope. Um, grander. We don't know Where's how it's like... going to sound when we're fighting monsters and just you're you're sitting there in the field for a half hour hacking and slashing and doing stuff, you know? Yeah, we, I I still haven't got a sense for how the game is going to feel generally, but and yeah, it seems very different to Zombie Chronicles, even though they're the same. Zombie Chronicles was more driven. I I think that's that's a, I think that's good. It was more driven. It had more of a Singular focus. This seems very much more open, uh, grander scale, just bigger. And I'm hyped for it, but also kind of cautiously worried. I, I, what would have you worried about that? About that distinction? That difference that you're talking about? I worry it's not going to be as refined as Xenoblade Chronicles. Because yeah. whenever you go bigger with a game franchise and you get bigger and better, you can, it's kind of opening yourself up to fail more, <clears throat> I find, because you've got to make it seem bigger the whole way through then. Whereas if you're going with more of a refined, more um, singular focus thing, you can like hone in on that better, like sharpen out the edges. And I don't know, just my height for Xenoblade Chronicles is kind of just gone down a bit over time, but it's still there. Like, I still really want the game. 
It, it looks like, great. Um, it's come out in Japan already. It was in April yep. that, it, that that happened. So we should be able to get an idea, though, of what you know how it's going to do. Famitsu, that gave him a nine, a nine, an eight, and an eight, which isn't yeah, the best score they've given. It's, it's, it's got good reviews. Right. Um, so hopefully which, it turns out right. Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm kind of making myself worry about how good it's going to be so I don't overhype myself too much. So then I get let down that it's not Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Because mm-hmm. Xenoblade Chronicles completely blew me away. That game, so good. <laughs> and if you haven't played it, or if you've been putting off playing it, thinking of a few people in particular, you should just play it. Cause it's so good. You got like, six months left to do it before it's yep, sequel. Yep. There you go, mustache. Six months. Six <laughs> months left. Finish it. And two ways to play. 3DS and Wii U. Or Wii yeah. U on and Wii U, depending. There you go, Stash. Play it on the 3DS. <laughs> yeah, he loves that. <laughs> that was oh, going on and on about Barking 3DS. up the wrong tree. Oh. Yeah, all those 3DS RPGs. You know, not to digress, I did hear that the 3D aspect wasn't very impressive, and that really bums me out. Mm. Yeah, my friends actually got it on the new 3DS. I haven't played it at all on new 3DS, but I probably should attempt that at some point. Just, Zombie Chronicles completely blew me away. It was a game that I very much was not expecting to be as good as it was. I remember several times, um, you mentioned it in interval chat, um, Joe, and mm-hmm. talking about that there, and then that caught it, sort of got me interested. I'm like, okay, this game looks pretty cool. I might get it at some point. And then my dad got it for me on my birthday. I got freaking wow. addicted. That game is nice. so good. It's, I, it's the only game that's really come close to the spectacle of Ocarina of Time for me, which is my favorite game. And it got close to that and probably matched it, which is surprising. I feel like that's why I'm worried about X, Cross, whatever. I, I worry it's not going to be as good. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I think you're just being apprehensive because you, uh, you want to protect yourself, frankly. Yep. And, you know, I'm looking at the trailer again right now, just seeing some clips, and it looks so good, though. Yeah, it really does. I mean, not just the cinematic, too, which, no offense to some of Nintendo's competitors, but some of the trailers I saw this E3 from them, again, was just more cinematics. You know, very little gameplay footage and everything, which, I, that always irked me back in, like, the PlayStation days, PlayStation 1 days. They would hinge so much on the FMVs, and this trailer definitely has a lot of that, but a lot of it, I think, is in-game anyway. And yep. Then they show footage and it just oh it looks stellar, and and it looks like yeah. they're revamping the uh, the battle system, and then oh. the mechs there more there's more emphasis on that, but actually it looks like they're more fun to use than I've really noticed so far, and it seems like they're really in there too. So the dolls those will be really fun, and I'm I'm psyched. The story looks pretty neat too. The whole concept, actually, this is probably the the best they've done to explain the story to me. Yeah, it has been. I'm really amped for more Xenoblade Combat. It's yeah. the one thing I wanted to have more of when I finished Chronicles, was to just fight more, because I, I like the combat system. I know some people don't. Uh, I love it, though. It's real good. And having some more of that looks good. And the enemies, they seem pretty cool. Um, I, I, I'm fairly sure I've seen Telethia in some of the trailers, which is pretty cool for anyone that uh, has played Chronicles. They know what Telethia, like yeah. the story behind them and stuff. But yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm looking it, forward to it. 
Do we know how connected this game is to uh, Xenoblade Chronicles no. now that it's out um, in Japan? I, 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 I haven't really heard anything about it. Um, like, no one I really know, even the people that get games from Japan, have played it. So, I don't know too much about it. Yeah, maybe people so, are being respectfully, you know, zipped-lipped about it. Because I yeah. haven't heard much either. That's a wise thing to do. All I know is, come the release day, I'm going to be putting so many hours into it. Oh. You know, let me ask you this. Um, let's presume, currently, that Australia gets it the same time we do. Whether it's a day or two off or whatever. And, you know, I'm not sure exactly how holidays and things work down there, but uh, you guys generally celebrate Christmas like us, right? Do you guys yep. have that? Okay. So I'm... I feel that it's actually a pretty good timing as far as their window because it's going to come out in early December, like Ca- uh, Captain Toad did. I'll have time to to meddle with it a little bit, but then come Christmas time, I'm going to have time off work. I'm going to be able to just go crazy with it and uh, and play a ton of it, and I think that'll be a good a good time of the year to to release it. How do you feel about the release date, December? I feel like I feel like it's a good point for it. It's Christmas. Like, generally games release in November, December, sometimes October, late October normally. So, I feel like December's better than November, generally. Um, mm. They'll probably release Star Fox in November. I'm thinking yeah. that's a smart time to release that. It just get, puts a bit of gap, put some gas between them. I've forgotten how to English. It's going to be probably a week before Black Friday, you know, as they do. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And it's good. Well, excellent. Uh, Do you have any final thoughts before we uh, kind of end this segment? As and we have more to to do. So, uh, whether about Xenoblade or about Nintendo's presentation or hell anything about Nintendo at E3, I have to say one thing. Next year, generally, when you have one lull in E3, generally the next year is pretty good. So, I got, I, I. I'm looking forward to next year. They got NX to show off. We'll be we'll almost definitely be seeing more Zelda. If they don't show us more Zelda next year, I'm very confused. But next year should be good. I was kind of worried about this year in the first place, so I I kind of expect it to be let down somewhat. But mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to next year. I feel hopeful. Me too. You three, Joe. Me. <laughs> <laughs> Cautiously optimistic or something like that. Yep. Very cautiously. All right. Well, Michael, thank you very much for joining us on the show. I really appreciate you being the the very first person to be on uh, this series of podcasts and also to be up at the crack ass of dawn to do this for us. (laughs) No worries. Thank you. Very cool. We'll get you on a full episode soon. Thanks for doing the E3 with us. And uh, have a great Thursday, buddy. Thank you. All right. So, listeners, we will... uh, we will be taking a really short break, and then we'll come back with The Old Man from Zelda.
Alright, welcome back everybody. Uh, I have no idea what I put in there, edited into that break, so hopefully it was good music and not uh, something crappy. But we have another guest on the show. You know him as the old man from Zelda. Hello, Lou. Hello, everybody. It's Lou. Yay. He's almost got hello in his name. It's hello. I hello. do that to him all the time. Do you, la, la. <laughs> do, you do the uh, Mrs. Doubtfire? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> it is. It's it horrible. Is a little bit. <laughs> so that you know, again, like I said, we're gonna. I'm. I'm gonna. At least me. I'm gonna be horrible, so that way you can be this awesome guest. And and even if you uh, have nothing to say, you look better by comparison. Oh, what a guy! I know. Okay, so let's just jump into the questions, though. You know, spend about ten, ten, fifteen minutes on that, and then that way we can talk about your main topics here. So, All right, the uh, Rush 40th anniversary tour. That's <laughs> that's what I picked, right? Yeah. Um, oh, I'm looking you're forward so to in the roundabout. <laughs> That's yes. Damn it! <laughs> I tried. I'm just gonna yeah. step away and let you guys have this conversation. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. This is what happens when right. when Joe has a guest who actually lives in his town, who he knows. Yes. There's all these things that just me over here, in Michigan. I don't get to know shit about. <laughs> oh well. Anyway, all right. Talking about habits, but uh, you know what? Let's let's switch it up, Joe. What was that? Yes. No, he's talking about habits. Local Mm. local fair. Okay. Uh, This sounds like post podcast discussion here. Lou, what would you say? Yes. Was your most anticipated game based on what you saw out of E3 this year? Well, I'm I'm going to have to go with the uh, Star Fox Zero. I was not expecting it to look so cool. Hmm. So that was really nice to see. Hmm. And out of all the Nintendo games they showed, that'd probably be my number one pick. Okay. To buy. Where is your um, Star Fox experience at? at? Are you a seasoned veteran or a... I would consider myself a seasoned veteran. Oh, no, no. I'm a seasoned veteran. Okay. With both the uh, Super Nintendo and the N64 and... Uh, a couple of the abysmal GameCube games. What about uh, Star Fox Command on DS, which comes out on the eShop tomorrow? Uh, that is an outstanding game, is it? quite honestly. I have not played much Star Fox. I played that game. I was I was tickled pink with that game. That was so fun. Mm-hmm. It's pretty well, tickled. It's out yeah. on the eShop for anyone listening to this right now. Oh, so. no. Huh. Okay, well... Huh. Uh, I think we're going to end up touching upon that a little bit more later. So yeah. let's move on to yeah. question two then. What is your overall favorite Nintendo moment of E3? Uh, the puppets. <laughs> oh my god. That's been everyone's answer so far. Not surprising. <laughs> this is insane. It was very whimsical. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. I think... Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say the actual presentation itself was kind of boring. I uh, fast-forwarded through much of it. Oh my god! Wow, I'm not gonna lie, man. I mean, some of the games just, you know, there's like, oh, I don't need to see that. Yeah, that's when I first... rewatched it with Amy. We, yeah, she was like, "Can can we skip ahead here?" Yeah, it's like, yeah, okay. yeah. The <laughs> developer story. I'm like, yep. hey, cool story, bro. Those are the parts. <laughs> <laughs> so, but the but the Muppets they stood out to you. Yeah, They're, I'll they were... never forget them. <laughs> Hopefully they I mean, kind of keep pretty, them around. They, they were pretty well done. 
yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was, you know, the Henson, Jim Henson workshop that actually made them too. To like to get a little backstory on that. Yeah. yeah. Now that's maybe a, a developer interview. Well, no, exactly. Yeah. That would have been a useful one. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but uh, you know, anyway, that that whole yeah song and dance. So, um, w- would you say there was anything that was missing from this show for you? Something you were hoping for that didn't happen, or just something you were expecting? Uh, I would have to go with like a better new Metroid than the uh, one they showed. Yeah. What could be better? I don't know. It's got Metroid in the title. Yeah. A full-scale Wii U release. It feels like they've already forgotten about the Wii U. Mm. Now, would you want something more in line with Other M or Metroid Prime or something like, or a Super Metroid on Wii U? Uh, Any of the three, actually. Okay. What about a Block Ball? See, that actually looks cool. When I was watching the Nintendo World Championships and they showed that off, I mean, I was impressed. That was a nice little sports game, sci-fi sports game. Did the Metroid name attachment actually sully that a little bit for you, or or does it still just look as cool as it did? You know, when I was watching the Nintendo World Championships, I kind of, I, I figured it out. I was like, hey, wait a second. This is Metroid, just based on the, you know, the, the HUD. HUD, yeah. Yeah, and had like all the Metroid font to it for the uh, the people's energy, if you will. Oh, it's like hmm, this, it looks very Metroidish, mm-hmm. and the way you locked onto the ball to shoot at it. Yeah, hmm. I figured it out. Even the arm cannon looked like the uh, the ice one, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, speaking of that, that kind of relates to the next question we have for you. Which is, how did you feel about Nintendo's dissemination of information this year? I mean, clearly you, you kind of saw through that one, but they've, they've had multiple events, multiple different leaks of information and ways to share it. So what do you think of the whole package? Uh, uh, as usual, I think they do a really good job of getting information out there sooner rather than later, you know? Mm-hmm. I, think, I think they wanted to keep the Metroid thing a surprise, so I don't blame them for not throwing on the Metroid name to the Blast Ball. I mean, it was just the Blast Ball game for the championship. And then they, what was it, a day later they explained what it was. Right. Uh, I got no problem with it. They do a really good job. They don't tease, like, mm-hmm. teasers. You know what I'm saying? Right, and then just kind of forget about it. Yeah. They're like, here, this is what's coming out, and this is when it's going to come out. And if we don't know when it's coming out, Throw we'll let you know it. soon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now, I presented this in the previous segment. Um, would you think it would have been more effective or less effective or neither if they had swapped the Earthbound Beginnings announcement with the Metroid one? And so after the the Nintendo Championships, they then revealed that, hey, this per- particular part of it was this Metroid game and then left Earthbound for the Direct. Mm. In my opinion, it wouldn't have swayed me either way. It wouldn't have made a difference to me. Okay. I was surprised to see the Earthbound thing, but it was like a cool little pre-E3 uh, gift, I guess. Yeah, like opening a present on Christmas Eve or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's a good way to describe it. <laughs> yeah. Um, were there any non-Nintendo announcements that particularly stood out to you? Oh, there were other... There was Nintendo stuff? Or non- non-Nintendo, non-Nintendo stuff? Non-Nintendo. So Sony, Microsoft... 
Who are yeah. they? You know, Ball and Jacks. Micros Soft? They make personal computing items. Oh. Do they I make a they... printer? <laughs> I know they make yes. a notepad app. Ooh, a notepad. Yeah. <laughs> Can they help with my Blackberry? There was a lot I think of... a paperclip tells you how to use it. <laughs> a paperclip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Could um, be. <laughs> a great idea. <laughs> to be honest, no. I don't really care about them. You know, I was reading all of our Negative Worlders Twitter feeds and getting updates on all the stuff they saw, and I was like, this just doesn't interest me at all. Hmm. Uh, maybe the slightest thing might have been Mass Effect, but mm-hmm. after the third one, I kind of soured mm-hmm. on that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe Star Wars Battlefront, but I don't have a computer that can run that, and I'm not going to buy a what is it coming out on Xbox or whatever? Not I'm not sure. gonna buy that just for one game. Mm-hmm. What was there? Is there like a common theme that uh, you know from from the other stuff that like if you were to say what it is that, that turns you off, or is it just Nintendo just strikes the right chord and that's that? Too dark and bland. Yeah. For the other yeah. stuff, it's just like oh, it's more of the same. For Christ's sake. <laughs> that can <sighs> happen. Well, then here I was going to ask about what I thought was really great was uh, the Rare Revival. Do you know what that's about? Oh, yes, I did see that. But then that technically more of the same because it's literally 30 of the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But do you think that was kind of cool? Well, if you like Rare. True. I don't really care about Rare, so. That is a prerequisite. Yeah. You it's know, cool if you like it. You know, I'll say, I think they have another game coming out, right? Did they announce something else? themselves. The uh, Sea of Thieves. Yeah. I mean, I was glad to say that they actually had something else to show, because it was going to be kind of pathetic if they were just going to throw that out there because of, you know, their history. We've talked about that on recent episodes, but yeah. um, I haven't checked that out too much, so that's why I didn't mention it, and I'm not surprised either of you mm-hmm. did either. Don't really know. Hmm. Don't know. So, okay. Hmm. Uh, I think that's it for the five questions. So with that, yes. you, got a <laughs> you made it through. <laughs> oh. I'm not even sure what his grading scale is. Had a couple of wrong yeah, ones how, in there. How did, how did that happen? You actually, you actually didn't. You got a sixty. You actually didn't like oh, the Muppets as much as you said. Oh so, come on! I did. I gave nope. evidence and everything. No, nope. your favorite part was the was the yarn Yoshi's. <laughs> I didn't wait. What? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Moving forward. <laughs> Moving on. Moving forward. So, as with our last guest, we have kind of two particularly uh, specific things that you said that you were interested in. And yeah. the first one, you've already mentioned pretty much at length. It was like 40% of, to go with the percentiles, 40% of your questions we just talked about. You <laughs> dig Star Fox Zero. I did. Tell us what cool. you think. Um. So the way they explained it, it's not a reboot, right? They said it's like it's not a reboot, it's not a sequel, it's, it's not, not a remake. A so it's not anything, apparently. It's just, it just like it exists. <laughs> it's a parallel why, Star Fox. Yeah. yeah. That'd be cool. Just call it Star Fox Parallel. I don't know. Uh it it looks like they're trying to just pretty much make another Star Fox sixty four, but not tell any sort of additional story based on that game or anything. No, they just want to make a new one for this day and age. I'm okay with that, man. And I kind of am too. Get, 
try to get the highest score possible. Is that was that a big component of those games? I did. I like doing that. Yeah. You know, trying to get the gold medals, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Um, I like the fact that you could change into any of the other vehicles mm-hmm. On the in the middle of the stage. Yeah. That's pretty cool. What do you think about the? <laughs> I guess it would be like the chicken. I don't know what they call uh, it. I think it's like a pterodactyl bird. Ostrichy thing. I'm gonna go with chicken. Yeah. I'm gonna go with pterodactyl. The Chick Fil A. Okay. Hmm. Chicken. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah. So, what'd you think of those different? You know, it's cool, man. I'm, I'm down with it. it. That means you could play through like the same stage differently if you wanted to. Yeah, if they build those into the stages where you can kind of use different tactics and methods, that would be pretty sweet. And I know the Star Fox is known for multiple exits in certain stages, so maybe yep. certain ones only can be accessed through certain means. Exactly. Should be kind of cool. And then I noticed the one vehicle has the little robot you can send down with the tether to go into secret areas. And he looks like Rob. Yeah. Yes. Catch that. As it should. Yeah. Yep. That looked good. Very yeah, nice. I really like the idea of like that you can approach the stages in like whatever way is more comfortable for you. Like mm-hmm. if you decide like oh you know this vehicle like I might be able to better handle these enemies or better explore this area, then you can do that. And, um, yeah, you can kind of set your own pace. I think that's pretty attractive. Yeah. I'm thinking that you're going to be able to pick to some degree, you know, what, again, path you go to, what order you do the levels, just like you have in the past, too, huh? Uh, I sure hope so, because that's part of the fun. Mm-hmm. Or, or like, uh, what was it, on the train stage, if you... Uh, hit all the switches before you actually fought the boss. You got to go to a different stage. Right. And were those ever really fully explained to you, or was it just kind of, you just had to do it or hear from your yeah, friends? You fi- or, or you kind of figured it out on your own. Like one day I was like, oh, what happens if I hit all these switches and all the lights light up? Oh, mm-hmm. he goes off the cliff and you don't have to kill him. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, trial and error. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Let, let's kind of pick this game apart a little bit. Uh, how do you feel, first of all, about the graphics? I think they look pretty sharp. I'm not going to complain about them. I thought when, uh, what's it, in the second scene where it's flying over the water? Mm-hmm. Looks yeah. amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the part looks so good. Yeah, people are picking on the visuals for some reason. I don't I don't know why. why? I, I don't know if, if, like, if you're, like, younger, if you, like, grew up with the HD more or something, you, you have a better eye for it. But, like, I look at some of these games, it just, the, it, they just all look, Amazing. I don't know what there is. Yeah, to... I think it's the texture work, and that's not a slight. But I think the game looks like an HD version of Super, uh, not, not Super Star Fox, Star Fox sixty four. Mm-hmm. And those, yeah, you know, that game had naturally just a lot of polygons and a lot of kind of flat textures, and it, it gave it a distinct look. And here, instead of giving some really gritty, you know, natural textures and everything, they kind of keep it simplistic, even though they do have more geometry built into it and it's more complex. And so it looks not not cell shaded, but almost like it's trying to pay homage to the previous game, and I think that's what it's going for. And I think people somehow are disappointed. But if you look, if you freeze on it, all these different you know parts of the trailer, lighting effects are spectacular. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of details still. I think it just looks a little almost like a cell shaded game in a sense, but not obviously that that mm-hmm. to that degree. Right, right. And it's haters gonna hate. Yeah. Well, dancing I mean, puppets. The- there must be, there must be something to it because I know that like they 
they talked to, actually, I'm not sure if it was Miyamoto they were talking to, but they said, like, oh, you know, we had to keep it kind of within reason so that we could do the two screen very well, yeah. since, you know, basically everything's getting rendered twice. So, must be something to it, but whatever it is, I mean, I think it, I think it all works. I think it looks good. Yeah, it'll be fine. I like using, I, I guess you use the game pad to aim and shoot mm. while you can, while the actual, uh, your TV will be just where your vehicle's going around, yeah, right? More cinematic right. views and things like yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Well, I heard that even if you do not like that, that it, apparently you have the option to swap those two views. So if you want to do, if you want to see what's on the gamepad up on your TV, you can do that by, and vice versa. So, so at least you have the option. So that's pretty cool. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I dig it. Now, this is not really related to the same thing, but I want to mention this really quick. What do you think of the logo? I thought it had kind of a lot uh, of impact. Oh, with the, uh, with the kanji the zero. and yeah, and all that. I mean, they made yeah. a specific mention of that. I like it a lot. Ah, uh, yes, the developer story. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I grew up near the shrine. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and there was a little space. fox who piloted yes, a lots spaceship. of little foxes. One day I thought, this fox will pilot a spaceship and fight <laughs> other foxes and pigmen. And wolves. So now we know how uh, Miyamoto kept his time when he was a kid. He just grabbed animals from the forest and <laughs> made them fight each other like a... A pig and a, and a fox. And then he threw a frog, and the frog was all wimpy, so he's like, oh, flippy toad. Yeah. <laughs> Although, oh, I don't even want to know about how he came to the whole, like, metal legs thing. Ugh. Yeah. Well, Miyamoto. But, uh, but uh, yeah, no, it, it does look really good, though. And actually, as someone who's not really big into the Star Fox franchise, like myself, um, I, I played through Star Fox 64 3D once, and I was kind of good with it. I'm actually more interested in this than I was with the other one. With you know, this this is fresher. Uh, it's going to be in HD on, a, on my big TV as opposed to the small 3DS, and uh, and it does look fun. I mean, I, I like f- these flight games. I'm super into the Pilot Wings uh, DS game. I'm into there was a uh, a do- more, kind of a dog fighting game, but it was a uh, Pearl Harbor game on the Wii. Mm. It was a downloadable title, and actually I was really digging that. Um, there's the flying in Wii Sports Resort, I think it is, or I think there was that was one of the the, the things. But oh, so, with the with the plane where yeah. you hold it like a like a paper airplane. Kind yeah, of. yeah. Yep. And wow. so I, I dig the that kind of stuff, and and all the different vehicles really do appeal to me. So I'm I'm into this. So is there anything <laughs> else you want to mention, or do you want to go on to your other topic? Now we can move on, man. Okay. I keep it short and sweet. <laughs> Fair enough, because you uh, you showed some interest in another major Nintendo franchise, and I still consider Star yes. Fox major. I don't know; some people might say that they're just oh, yeah. forgotten, but I think they're a major franchise. So, the other one that you kind of wanted to talk about this evening was the Legend of Zelda Triforce Heroes. Ah, yes. Which you know, looking through the list of uh, what they showed off, this was probably the first surprise for me. I did not see yeah. this coming. Was not expecting it, and I'm okay with that. And so, I mean, are you a fan of Four Swords? Yes, and I am very disappointed to say I only got to play with three other people once, and that was at a Negative World meetup in Montreal, mm-hmm. and it was a blast. So I cannot wait to actually do this with, 
I guess two other people because it's only three people. Right. And not have to worry about everybody being in the same room at the same time. Right. Yeah. That is that was a big yeah. that's key. Mm-hmm. If they didn't announce that, this would have been such a, a flat falling announcement. Full stop. Yes. Because uh, that's always been one of the problems with these kind of games. Ever since you know the Game Boy Advance connectivity and all that, that was such more or less a waste of time for anyone who wasn't in college. And even <laughs> then, you had to hope that your your buddies, you know, actually had another GBA. Yeah. So I appreciate that they've always been trying to push this, and finally the technology, I guess, has caught up to them, or they've caught on to using the technology. Because yeah, I think it's that way. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure the technology was there; they just didn't tap into it. <coughs> Um, and so are you a big fan of uh, Link Between Worlds then? Because they borrow that graphic style. Absolutely. Yeah. I, th- I rated it higher than uh, A Link to the Past, I think, on our Negative World database. I wonder if I did the I same loved thing. It. I might I have given it, it a it's 10. It, it, I think it is my favorite 2D Zelda, which is kind of crazy, maybe, but it was so well right. done. Now, I don't know if this is going to have any sort of the same caliber. I don't think its main focus is trying to do that. But no. I think it's it's a great place to be. It's better than, say, the DS style of Zeldas in terms of their graphical style and everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm more of a fan of that. But uh, I did like, you know, and, and tell me what you think about this. I did like hearing the, the best part of the whole presentation for that was hearing that instead of it being a competition, more or less, it's more about a full, more or less a full length, at least it's supposed to be a full length, kind of story with friends, co-op. I like that better. Yeah, it's I kind of like too. Portal 2. Portal 2 was not a competition. It was you had to work together to get through it. Okay. And that's what made it fun. Right. And, there, you know, competition is fun, of course. But I think that, you know, when you're not... I, th- I don't know. I just feel like trying to throw your buddy off a bridge so you can get the gems is a little <laughs> bit pl- played out now. It's called you know? griefing. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I think uh, maybe they can expand on the ideas for having teamwork. Like the fact that you fight bosses together and they're not just simplistic, you know, left, right moving bosses, but you actually have to climb up on each other's shoulders and it's, it's way different. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I guess, I guess it's so different that they couldn't have four stacked on top of each other though. That was, I guess there's, there's low ceilings in, in high rule and low rule. Oh Yeah. Oh, I guess that's where maybe the game takes place in low rule, and that's why you can't have four. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's here all night, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I am actually. He is. Uh, <laughs> um, so, is this going to be a, a day one buy for you? I sure hope so. Yeah, I haven't honestly. I've not touched my 3ds in uh, I'm going to say months. Hmm. There's just nothing on it I wish to play. So, hopefully, this gets me right back in the swing of things. Do you guys recall when they said this was going to be released? I'm going to hope holiday 2015. Because there's a graphic that Nintendo released that shows all of their, not all, but a lot of their 2015 releases, and I did not see this on there. I just realized, but I kind of got the sense that this was. I'm trying to remember why I said that. Now, let me see my notes here. Oh, yeah, okay, they did say it was fall 2015. But it didn't say where, so... Mm-hmm. That's cool. So, you know, I say, us three, be a team, kick some ass. Let's do it. Hey, whatever, man. We could do a Let's Play. We'll just record our audio and play together. That'd be wild. Wow. Never done. Never been done before. Nope. 
Now, I'll be the link in the Zelda dress, because <laughs> apparently that's a big factor of this game. Which, what do you think about that? I mean, he's got, like, lucky PJs and, like, tramp stamp thong action. He's got hey. all sorts of weird things that you just wouldn't I, go into a temple wearing. Come on. It's it's like a variation of the power-ups, and only this time it applies to attire, which, you know, they really haven't changed in any of the games before besides the red tunic and blue tunic and green tunic. I mean, that's it, right? Mm-hmm. Never before have you really been able to change your outfits. And I'm going to exclude Hyrule Warriors because, you know, it's a totally different game. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's fresh. It'll be new. And from what I understand, each of the outfits, I guess, have their own powers or yeah. items that go with it. Well, there's like a big bomb suit of some kind, and I think you can't lift the big bomb suit without it. So it's more or less the okay. power gauntlets or whatever, where you might yeah. have to okay. have the strength. Or so does that mean each person on your team can have three different suits? Yes, I believe so. Ooh, that's. Hmm. If you look at the footage, Strategy. I think you see that. Yeah. So yeah. okay, that's interesting. So it's almost like creating a Pokemon team for a temple. You know, like what uh, what different elements do I need to be able to do? And then yeah. you have one guy who's the bomb guy. He's the bomb squad. He's going to go mm-hmm. in and do a sort of thing. And then you got the archer, and he's going to take care of things with his, uh, you know, bow. Although the bow might, you know, that might be a weapon that's unanimous, but yeah, across the board. I also noticed in some of the footage that you can use the boomerang to catch uh, yeah. one of your partners and bring Those them people. to you. Yeah. That was actually that's a slick awesome. segment. Very quickly, they went from, they like threw their buddy over. And yeah. then as that pa- as that uh, platform was walking away or sliding away, yeah, they threw the boomerang and caught the other link back. That's pretty awesome. slick. I hope there's a lot of puzzle solving in that sense. Yeah. That'll make it more fun. I mean, you got to make it enjoyable for the teamwork and not just hacking and slashing together. Yes, yes. And I do like that they prevented it from being, or from allowing you to be too careless because you share a health meter. And yeah. that's why you can't do like the Four Swords Adventure griefing and start knocking people everywhere. Because you do have to share the health. So Yeah. You so might want to do it once. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, the, the heart piece is there. You just beat the boss. Throw your friend in the lava really quick. You got two hearts left. <laughs> you know. Make sure you're the one to grab the heart piece, you know. And uh, so I think this will be pretty cool. They actually focused pretty heavily on the bosses, I think. Which yeah, they showed been, a couple. Yeah, more than I expected Our to see. It looked like a couple of them were from previous games too, right? They they are, but it looks like they're trying to be different. Like there's the one that is based off of the Link to the Past caterpillar type one, you know, with the yep, tail. Yep. But there's uh, the the ground itself is more lava based, and you can't. It's not that you can fall down, but there's things. I think they can probably shoot up and hit you, and you gotta keep your eye on things. So I think they're changing it up. But as yeah. Zelda does, they do reference themselves quite often. Excellent. There's that choo choo looking thing, but I think it's yeah. like the link to the past looking choo choo, and um, but it's also kind of like a uh, what is the water temple boss in Ocarina of Time? You guys remember? Uh, something water-based. Correct, yes. Um, but it kind of worked like that, with where there's like a, a heart or a brain inside it, so you got to, I think, oh, attack I it. Oh, yeah. What is that yeah. thing? Yeah. You use, you use the 
hook shot to pull him out and kill him. Yeah, and it looks like you don't necessarily use the hook shot here, but you'll um, yeah, gotcha. You'll shoot it with an arrow and you've. And wasn't one of the bosses like the one from the prison where you bring the girl down and she transforms into like this big ghoul? Um. Well, oh, oh, and, and the link between worlds. The thief. Yes. That whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. And you bring him to the light, and they goes up. Awesome. Yeah, I, I apologize for spacing into your question because uh, I was looking up Morpha. Ah, uh, I believe is hopefully because I didn't do too much research, but that's what I think it is. Morpha. Morpha, more fun for everybody. Yeah. So, you know, speaking of of fun, it looks like Link's having a lot of fun because there's the cheering buttons. I don't know what those yes. are about. <laughs> the pom poms. Yeah, does that, does that do Link. anything other than look it adorable? I it looks it's more coins. Hilarious. Rupees. Maybe yeah. Maybe it's maybe it's like a taunt. You know, you can do <laughs> like just to speak to your teams. Like, oh yes, congratulations, or we did it, or. I don't know. Oh, I never thought of that. Yeah, because there's no voice chat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as usual. Mm -hmm. I'm not complaining. You know, playing <laughs> through Splatoon and not having to listen to anybody is pretty awesome, actually. I agree. I agree. And most of the time, people get off your party line if you guys are kind of sharing the same thing. Although it does bug the shit out of me if somebody's doing that. And I'm, I'm really yeah. like, I'm ahead of them, though, but they keep shooting ahead of me. So I they, do that. <laughs> you're a prick. <laughs> um, good to know when you're on my team. Yeah, good I've already know. done it before. To me, probably, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're probably the prick that got me thinking about this in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> you know, not to digress, but I, you know, we we've talked about Splatoon uh, on the show a little bit, but it's it's in full force now, and it's not part of the E3 show. Uh, so if you don't mind, let me ask you this. Just how are you enjoying Splatoon, and what's your kind of weapon of choice besides Fat Boy I'm Slim? loving it so far. Um, like I said, I'm loving it. The weapon of choice I have right now, I honestly can't. One of the machine gun type ones. Uh, the only problem I have, is, and I've expressed this before, I believe, when talking about Monster Hunter 3, is that my gamepad, the left thumbstick, it's... Sometimes it wants to just make my person just go down or backwards or whatever. And that really puts a damper on the fun. So I really got to get uh, some sort of air cannon and either blow it out or open it up and clean it. Because sometimes it goes crazy and it's it takes the fun out of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not good. No, it's not. And I don't want to spend $70 to send it to Nintendo to put a new little button in, you know? And lose my Wii U for like two months. Because that's how long it takes. Well, lucky for you, there's nothing coming out to keep I know. you busy. <laughs> I know. I digress. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, I love the game. The single player is fun. I'm working my way slowly through that. Playing online with friends is fun, too. Mm -hmm. Got no complaints. It's a really well done game. Okay. Wonderful. Well, yeah. is there anything else uh, you got to say about either of those games? Uh, either of those games? No. I've said my piece. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I mean, you know, there wasn't that much shown. You know, even though right. Star Fox had uh, a lengthy... Like, if you look at the segment, Star Fox got itself, like, ten minutes 
So that that's a fit like a little bit less than a fifth of the whole damn direct. But that includes the puppet sections and yeah, uh, Miyamoto's <laughs> description. So I mean, there really wasn't too much. Have you seen anything on the show floor uh, from the treehouse or anything like that? Nothing from the treehouse, no. Regarding uh, all games or just this one? Uh, actually, all games. I haven't watched any of the treehouse. I just watched the Nintendo Direct, but you know, life's busy, so I didn't get to watch the treehouse footage. Clearly, your uh, priorities are not in order. I know. I'm a terrible podcast person. <laughs> nah, you're probably I, not. I did watch the whole Nintendo World Championships, though, from start oh, to finish. Shit. That was pretty awesome. exciting. So, I think, Joe, you said that it's worth my time. Lou, I loved you, it. Do you think I should go and watch it? Because I did not get a chance to see that at all. Absolutely. I thought yeah. the first, uh, what's it, Underground Challenge was great. Mm-hmm. In fact, a lot of the Underground Challenges were absolutely awesome, watching people struggle through the older games. And then the, the championship itself was amazing with Super Mario Maker, which I do have one complaint about. If do you it. Share. Absolutely. Uh, I did not notice, and someone could correct me if I'm wrong, there is no, um, I guess, data set or tile set for Super Mario Brothers 2. Oh, um, that's a good point. I don't feel like I've seen that. No, it's not there. Yeah. So I'm not going to buy it. I'm going to boycott the game until it's represented equally. Seriously, amongst its other Super Mario Brothers peers. Is that Why is that true? That is because it's uh, you know because of the whole Doki Doki Panic thing, or because it's just too different mechanically from the other games. Or I think that's it. Uh, yeah. I mean, the size of the characters are different. They're not going to be able to incorporate all you know the all turn four up pulling stuff. Turn up pulling maybe, but. Uh, they, they, I don't think they want to do levels that are very vertical, like uh, you find <laughs> oh, in Super yes, Mario Bros. Yeah. 2. I don't well, think that they want to include Princess Peach, Toad, and Luigi mechanics that are drastically different than what you find now. Mm-hmm. I mean, Peach didn't even show up in uh, New Super Mario Brothers, and right. people felt like that should have happened. So, But, I mean, they're putting a lot of old assets in. I think, well, if anything, they would save that for either DLC or maybe a future game. Mm. Or just ignore it, which is a shame, I well, agree. they shouldn't ignore it. They should include it, and I guess you could just only be Mario through those types of stages. I w- I'd be okay with that. Because mm-hmm. it is Super Mario Maker, not Peach Maker. Yeah, good point. But, and if they're not going to have, or if they're not going to allow you to make you know, Super Mario Brothers two stages at least put some of the characters in. Mm. Like I know Shy Guys will be in, in there because they're in the other games, but you know, I'd like to see a Sniffit or a Ninji or <laughs> you know the bosses, like Wart. How hard would it be to put Wart in there? Poor guy. Yeah, I don't know. Nintendo Mario... does not recognize Wart these days. Mario used so much Wart remover back in Mario two that <laughs> ah, but Wart has never returned. And roll credits. <laughs> you know, I, I did like the little touches we saw, though, just to make a quick mention of that. Um, like, if you put Goombas in the water, they just kind of, yeah. like, barely move, but they do, like, shrimp or something. <laughs> yeah. I, there's so much creativity in that game, it's going to be a big one. And I like that you have to beat the stage yourself before it can be published. Oh, yeah. Amen. Yep. Yeah. Perfect. Just a straight line to the flagpole. But wait till there's that one guy who's just, he can do the bullet hell kind of, you know, premise. and Hey, good for him. 
Yeah. No, it's true, though. It'll be proof that somebody could do it. Yep. And I do like the fact that, going back to the championships you mentioned, that the uh, stages, some of the stages that were in that or made in that or something, are going to be included as uh, on-disc stages. What's a disc? Um, It's something that gives you AOL internet access. Oh, 10 free hours? Yeah. Actually, I think it's up to 20 now. Whoa. I know. Might be a second disc involved. I'm not sure. But, well, Lou, we, uh, we're we here kind of finishing up our segment, so is there any last thoughts you have at all? Or have you expressed uh, everything? I have uh, pretty much expressed everything I, I want. I'm looking forward to those two games the most. Mm-hmm. Um, Super Mario Maker looks pretty good, too. Xenoblade Chronicles, I know other people are probably talking about that, but mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that one as well. Uh, I mean, I'll give the Metroid Prime pinball ball <laughs> blaster. I'll give it a shot. I'll, I'll wait for more evidence to see uh, if I'll really get it or not. But it was pretty uh, a pretty tame E3, in my perspective, from what Nintendo has shown. Yeah. And uh, is, is anybody going to talk about the Animal Crossing games? Uh, yeah, I, I did already a little bit with Happy Home Designer, oh. and um, later, uh, I believe on Friday's show, we're going to be hitting the Amiibo Festival hard. Okay. <laughs> like drunk um, raccoons. <laughs> did anybody mention anything about the Skylanders crossover? And does that pave the way for a Skylanders all-Nintendo Amiibo type game? Uh, we haven't really talked about it, and I don't know. I'm just going to throw that question out there because this may be a step in the right direction. My friend uh, Brian Ferris, uh, who frequents the board sometimes, mentioned Nintendo sitting on a gold mine if they just make a Skylanders game using all the Amiibos they have. Why not? Why I kind of thought it? that that might have been... That I kind of was expecting maybe that would happen, this this, this E3. It, but, um, uh, but what, what are they waiting for? I don't know. Okay, the only my final thought on that is that yeah. they're almost at risk of of it because if they use existing amiibo, the even though a lot of us crazy assholes uh, have every one that we can get our hands on, a lot right. of the audience does not, and so you really have a segmented audience base right now. So you'd have but, to you'd have to start with almost a new line that could affect that. But does everybody really have all the Skylander figures? I have no idea. When they play those games? I don't know. I I, I don't don't know enough about how that works. So maybe you're right. Maybe Hmm. it doesn't matter. I'm playing devil's advocate, but I have no idea what I'm talking about. (laughs) That's the podcast for you. That's the summary. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good good note to wrap up on. Good (laughs) question to ponder for the future. It is. Um, and, you know, with that, we do have to move on to our final guest for the night. Uh, Anand is, is pretty much ready to go. So thank you yes, very sir. much for being our guest, sir. Hey, Great no job, problem, Lou. We really appreciate it. We appreciate your thoughts and your time. And yep. uh, we'll have to get you on a full episode very soon. Oh, you just let me know, man. You've I'm done it. at the yeah. pit to talk about my rush tour. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make that the headliner. Yes. But All right, man. You have a great night. Absolutely. Everybody else have a great night as well. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And to the listeners, bye-bye. We're going to take one more quick break, and then we'll be back with Anand.
All right, and welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Uh, we are in our final segment for this episode, for episode 80, and we have another guest with us, our third and final. It is Anand. What's up, people? Known as Anand on the boards. Uh, you were once Anand XXX, right? I was. Yeah. I love, the, so. I love the pornography industry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think in um, in America we got to say Anand Cross Cross Cross. <laughs> That's uh, yeah. Japan, right? Yeah. yeah. Or somewhere, yeah. Them. You're right. Japan's all about them crosses. All about them crosses. Speaking uh, of which, uh, giant monster cross, giant giant robots? Pacific Rim, anyone? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh that's thing. that's some off-topic BS right there. <laughs> so anyway, um, so uh, we're gonna have about two hours for Anand here because mm-hmm. of uh, every twenty minutes we're gonna have Pacific Rim discussions. <laughs> um, it's just part of the plan. <laughs> and, you, you know what? You know what occurs to me, Stephen, is that we could have used that uh, cross thing to actually segue into our actual topic. Uh, yeah. Well, we can do it again. Okay. We'll, 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 do, it we'll do it again. That's all right. So, but let's jump into the five questions for you, and then we'll jump into all the other stuff we'll talk about. Right. Um, first off, which actually the audience doesn't even know what we're going to talk about with you, so it's a mystery. <laughs> You're a mysterious man, Anand. I'm an enigma. <laughs> I'm an enigma wrapped in a mystery, wrapped in short shorts and bacon. Well. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. So, first question though, based on E3, what is your most anticipated game? Uh, oh, this is just across all platforms? I was not specific, and I think I will say yes, but yeah, well, no. Let's go with Nintendo. Okay, well, my answer is the same either way, Stephen, <laughs> as I am a true Nintendo fan. <laughs> then why did you ask me? <laughs> I just wanted to know, just, just for clarity. Griefing already. You just, you just <laughs> made me look like a fool for your own sick enjoyment. <laughs> I'm, I'm really sorry. <laughs> no, you're not. That's okay. All right. So, what is uh, what is your answer? So, my answer is probably most anticipated game. It's got to be like a toss in the air between Star Fox and Mario. And the reason for that is Star Fox looks really interesting and exciting, and I don't know exactly how it'll turn out. And Mario, I'm pretty positive, will be amazing based on like the Nintendo World Championships and stuff like that. Interesting footage of it. <clears throat> So I'd have to go between those two, I think. And Star Fox, you know, a lot of people are kind of down on it because it's kind of like still in development. But hearing that Platinum Games is doing it is pretty impressive. Yeah. Even if Hideki Kamui doesn't get to work on it, unfortunately. But yeah, so like, uh, yeah, it, it, it looks pretty fun. It looks like something new with the looking around and stuff. I don't know if it'll work yet. But it's something interesting, uh, something a little different, something a little nostalgic. So it's kind of got everything going for it. And... uh yeah, it, it just looks like, you know what's interesting is that, uh, they were talking about the art style, which apparently a lot of people hate, but they were saying they intentionally made it look kind of retro. Yeah, kind of like blue skies and low poly and stuff like that. Right, like I was just talking, um, I think it was the last segment actually, I referenced to that in the sense that, isn't it kind of low textures in a sense, like non-detailed, so it looks more like the N64 version? Yeah, yeah, it's basically like more like flat texturing and not, yeah. not much textures with like a lot of flat colors and stuff and also did you notice the rings are like octagons oh are they still <laughs> yeah because uh they, they're, they're just like retro i mean obviously they're, 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 but that's the right way to do it too we don't need some sort of like you know fur shading on fox you know let's just let's keep well it. Uh, it, we don't need it but when they did that nintendo presentation mm-hmm. uh you know like the uh, director what, what, what are they called digital, digital event 
visiting them. So, like, when they did that, and they started with the puppets and everything, I was like, oh, it's gonna be Thunderbird, it's gonna be, like, puppet Star Fox, it's gonna be awesome, they're gonna be, like, bouncing around and stuff like that. But, uh, I guess it would be hard to show that inside of a ship anyway, as you know, the ship the puppet also. So, I don't know if I could take that, but I was kind of hoping for it. Sure. I, I, I think that's the next Nintendo innovation. After Yarn and Clay. Actually, I know. Marionette will come back. Marionette, I was just about to say, God, what, what nerds we all are. <laughs> You're not wrong. Shame, shame on you, Stephen, shame. <laughs> so, so speaking of yeah. Muppets and Puppets, what would you say was your favorite overall moment that Nintendo brought to you during this E3? My favorite overall, that was pretty good, all the, all the puppet stuff. It was pretty enjoyable. It like kind of filled our hearts with hope. Mm-hmm. Many of our hearts were emptied of, of said hope. <laughs> a lot of hope. When they were walking, when they were walking down that hallway. Oh, it was, was epic, like, dude. It was oh, awesome. yeah. It's like, oh, on now. Yeah. They had swagger, that's for sure. <laughs> it yep. was pretty awesome. Yeah. We were dancing and stuff. Should, yeah. I, should I name the podcast episode Anand Likes Puppet Stuff? <laughs> If you want to. But actually, even though that was an awesome moment, my favorite moment was probably, uh, you know, like the Nintendo World Championships, like I said before. Uh, I know uh, Steven didn't see it, but Joe did. And the final round was pretty amazing. It was so basic, it was basically, yeah, it was basically a couple of people from the treehouse uh, made these, like, just really, really horrible, like, na- nasty levels for the final two contestants. And they had to, like, uh, work to see who could complete the levels quicker or if they could complete the levels at all. And it was just full of like huge, huge, like oh shit moments and stuff like that. And the crowd was like into it and stuff like that. And the very end of it, one of them kind of choked or something. Who's actually a Mario speedrunner? And so. Uh, no, no, no. I think he's a Zelda speedrunner. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. He's a Zelda speedrunner, so, which was very yeah. apparent in the last round. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So like basically, I think he just plays like NES games or something, and he was fine with the other ones. But then the last one. So this is another wrinkle with Super Mario Maker, which is what it's called. Now. Uh, did you guys know that it seems like. Each set will have its own physics now. Oh, okay. Yeah, to match its where it came from. Yeah, and that's the opposite of what they said last year. Because they said that you could change the tile sets, but the physics would match like Super Mario Bros. 1, basically. So that that's good, though, because you kind of expect certain physics from each one. Yeah, and also it, it opens it up a lot more. I mean, there's a certain period of Super Mario Bros. 1, but then you can't design levels with like, wall jumps and stuff like that. Right. Now, okay, so that and that also gets rid of the the problem of how do you do wall jumps with Super Mario One graphics. Yeah, well, well, yeah, it's interesting because you used to be able to switch on the fly, but I don't know if you can do that anymore. I mean, maybe you could, but the level may not work the same or something like that. Well, yeah, you still have to you know complete it to save it. So yeah, uh, or at least to share it. So yeah, maybe you know you might do a whole level that works great. You switch the thing, and if you can't complete it because of something, you know, then hey, you guys got to rework it. Yeah, that's like those Trials games. Do you play those games? Mm, no. <laughs> it's marginally related. Like, there's a level that's like designed for like a certain speed of bike, and then when you get the faster bike, they're like, oh, okay, I can cream this level, but then the jumps like, don't line up properly. Mm. It's somewhat similar. But uh, back to Pacific Rim. <laughs> the, so, oh, so like, the, uh, yes, so the, uh, the, the final round, it was obvious that this other guy who was like an NES guy, Zelda speedrunner, had never played New Super Mario Brothers, maybe. Because, like, he didn't know how to do the wall jumps at all. And the other guy pretty much yeah. did that. Oh, that's that was funny so to watch. surprising. Because he was yeah. just, I mean, he was good at other games. Although, you know what? Now that hmm. I think of it, he was terrible at Mario Kart. Do you remember that? Oh, was it, was it any, yeah, anything recent, right? That could be. I mean, maybe. 
Maybe. And that's Nintendo but. showing everyone out there, buy the games now. Do not yeah. skip. It no, it was you. it was a good promotion for... I don't know how many people actually watched it, but it was a pretty damn good promotion for Super Mario Maker. I mean, I don't know how you could watch that and not want the game. Like, like, how about you, Joe? Did you want the game before? Did you want it afterward? Or what? Um, it, it helped, but I can't say that it was just that. Really not. Yeah. Just that. I'm not. I'm not really all that psyched about Mario Maker. Um, really? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but um, seeing it played throughout the last couple days is what's helped. Like even just today, seeing um. I don't know why, you know, it just, it just depends on the specific thing you see. Cause I've seen them design levels like a hundred times, but for some reason today when they did it, I was like, yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. So, <laughs> you know, what was interesting is that like, it almost seemed like the, the treehouse guys kind of like, uh, design better levels than Miyamoto and Tezuka. <laughs> well, <laughs> see, but better in terms of, I mean, these are like insane. That's, that's what like, I they think were pretty insane. Be- I, I'm just talking about the treehouse segment, so it was probably they had like 30 seconds to design a level or something, so it was probably uh, not there. But and they okay. also announced the treehouse segment that those so, so Mario Maker's apparently going to come with at least 100 pre-made levels. 100? I'm sure it'll come. Really? I'm sure it'll come with even more than that because why wouldn't every employee in Nintendo just like that? Well, I didn't think it was that high. I thought it was like maybe 40. <laughs> 40. I don't know. We'll see, I guess. But I, I think it should come with a lot because they're making the game. They're making levels. Why not, right? It would be a way to help soften the blow of other issues they're having right now with content. So if they, they could do that, people would feel like they're getting a whole Mario game plus a uh, level creator, you know, as I opposed mean, to just level creator. Yeah, it seems like a great deal anyway because it's basically like an infinite Mario game, right? It's like Mario Forever. Yeah. Except he's not running all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't tap the screen to jump. That, you'll, you'll you'll have to wait till next year for that. But um, yeah. So like, uh, I I think it seems pretty exciting. And uh, during the trio segment, yeah, Mario and Tezuka made basically just variations of you know World One 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 Dash One or whatever. And I like One Dash One too, but let's let's just retire it already. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like every time someone comes out with any creation tool and anything, it's like, oh, let's make World that One Dash One. Like yeah. Mega Man or Little Big Planet, it's always some shitty variation. I'm looking forward to making Negative One for Negative World. That would be pretty cool. Except you get stuck and never get the end of the I guess. <laughs> so besides Pacific Rim not being on Wii U, what was the <laughs> show was... missing for you? The show missing? Well, obviously, you know, like I don't think Nintendo's presentation was as dire as other people uh, necessarily. But I do feel it's missing like a certain sort of pop from like a really, really big, unexpected announcement. Partially because a lot of the titles that they sh- they've shown, they've revealed before. And the new titles they had were kind of smaller, sort of, uh, you know, lower key titles, which is not bad. But for a show like E3, then it's, it's not as, oh, this is for all the uh, manufacturers? Is this question for like Sony and Microsoft too? Um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of catered towards Nintendo, but sure. I mean, feel free to expand. Uh, and, you know, as far as Sony and Microsoft, they've, honestly, those consoles don't really, really appeal to me much at this point, beyond stuff like... So they were missing couple, Nintendo. Yeah, they were. They, they were missing Nintendo games, even though they had rare games. Even though they had 30 rare games for a dollar. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Even though they had The Last Guardian, again, like, which Sony's been getting so much E3 mileage out of, like, they basically fueled hype for two consoles <laughs> based on this game that may or may not exist. Anyway. So, how did you feel about the way that Nintendo kind of 
disseminated their information this year about their, <clears throat> their whole presentation method throughout the couple of days. I mean, obviously, puppets, as we've, as we've established. Uh, yep. That's, that's, a, that's a pretty awesome way to go. There. Better than Robot Chicken? Yeah, I think it's better than Robot Chicken. What do you guys think? I think it was... Robot Chicken had the humor, but the Muppets had the charm. Yep. And, and the charm, there, and... Yeah, and they relate to Star Fox, and, uh, you know, just well, all that kind of stuff with the, you know, the corridor and everything. That's cool. what was cool about that, though, is you got the puppets, which are surreal enough, and then they start morphing into something else. It's like, holy moly, you just, like, puppeted inside my puppeted, so I'm going to puppet your puppet, or whatever. No, And they kept that. changing. It's like, how many puppets did they make for this? They have, like, like three. Three for I everybody. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty sweet. That's pretty awesome. But, you know, like, uh, and... You know, some of the stuff was interesting, like when Miyamoto was talking about like going to the shrines and how the gates inspired Star Fox. I was like, oh yeah, I could totally see that. I could watch like an actual documentary about Nintendo with shit like that in there. I could watch that too, but I wouldn't necessarily want to watch it during a half hour presentation. No, no, no. no, no. Yeah, no, no. no. I mean, I knew that was going to be coming after I said that, but like, I would actually like more of those vignettes and everything if they just weren't, you know, taking up the space. Oh yeah, of course. I was, like it was uh, like last year, they basically took those same kind of things and just uh, sort of just distributed it on the Wii U as as little or maybe on YouTube as well as little little like developer interviews with third parties and stuff too, not just anything with first party. But then they they gave us like little tidbits like about the yarn and stuff. You know that stuff was cute. You know, it's, it's, I'd watch it, but it was kind of it didn't really capture the pace of uh, E3 exactly. So as far as the actual digital event, I think. It wasn't really paced very well, and uh, yeah, I don't think it's paced very well. But uh, as far as go ahead, Harrison. No, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> but as, I'm sorry. I, I don't want to cut everything off like, like usual. But uh, the the treehouse stuff continues to be like awesome. Yeah. Like there's nothing better. I mean, I don't know if other companies could really do that and make it seem as fun as like Nintendo games sort of are because they're gameplay focused and you can kind of show it off. Or, they're not in a state where they're like crashing and people's eyes are sort of bulging out of their unformed skulls or something. <laughs> <laughs> but like, uh, I think the Treehouse stuff is great and like, I look forward to catching up on it and, you know, I like how they put it on the Wii U so that like, four of us who have a Wii U can like just sit back on our couches and watch it and like, uh, I, I, I love that stuff. I think it's awesome. And I actually look forward to catching up on all the Treehouse stuff. And let see. me, let me ask yeah. you this because last year the Treehouse live stuff was like, I felt like it was like Christmas morning all week long. That's how much I was enjoying it. And then this year, after the digital event, I was kind of, I was a little like, I was a little disappointed, you know. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, but you know, the treehouse is gonna, that's gonna lift my spirits. And I found it was like, it was like Arbor Day. I don't understand <laughs> that reference. <laughs> no, I was saying instead of Christmas, it was, it was like uh, <laughs> oh, some lesser holiday. Okay, yeah, maybe. But I was watching it, and then after the first like five or ten minutes, and it wasn't really, I wasn't really into it. I was like, I was like, maybe the enjoyment of the treehouse is directly related to just how excited I am for the stuff in general. You know, it's not just the presentation. It's not just kind of like watching these people who, in an alternate life, could have been my friends in an <laughs> alternate reality sitting around this like couch playing this game together but in fact it also i also need to really care about the information 
Well, yeah, I mean, that is true. I mean, the more you care about it, the more you, you care about the actual presentations of it. But as, like, I think last year it was like, we saw a lot of really interesting stuff and stuff we wanted to know more about and we found out more about it. Yeah. So yeah, this, yeah. yeah. So like this year, I think the treehouse is more like, like healing our wounds. <laughs> Trying to explain to us why we should yeah. like these things. Exactly. It's like, okay, yeah. okay. I, I know you think this looks like shit, but this is why it's actually going to be fun. And you know, I'm sure it will be fun because how many crappy games has Nintendo really put out? Yeah, well, watching it, it did succeed on. I mean, it's totally sold me on the Fire Emblem Cross game and even the Chibi Robo game. I, I that's moved into definite buy. Oh, Chibi Robo looks awesome. It's like oh a, my it's god, like a, it's like a Chibi Robo Rygar. It's great. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Even <laughs> even Yokai Watch, I'm like a little on the fence on now because of that. So Yokai Watch looks pretty fun. Yeah, so the crossman is actually good. Like, I have no idea what that game is about. It just I think really... you would love it, just because it is it is Japanese. crazy. <laughs> and I don't know, just from what I know about you, I don't know, but I think I think you would be all about it. But we're, like... not, we're not not done with our questions, and I don't okay. want us to get too far off track. So I, I would never want that to. I know you wouldn't. It's <laughs> never really happened before, but we just don't want to risk it. <laughs> Okay, I understand. You know, well, let me let me ask you one thing about the dissemination of information. Um, if I can recall what my question was a few minutes ago, you guys um, know what the root of dissemination is? Oh what? yeah, we know. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> as far out of it. oh yeah, okay. So there was something that I meant to put on the list of topics for you know the guest to pull from that I meant to put there and I did not. But the uh, I forget what they actually call it. I can't turn my Wii on right now. But it's the the demos. There's the there's like oh, six or yeah. seven demos. Nindies, that, Nindies. The okay. Nindies demos, okay? Yeah. So that's another way that they're disseminating information where they didn't give... This time, I was surprised, they didn't give any real inf- uh, time to indie games like they have in the past, and maybe the past two years. But instead, they do, hey, here's nine demos or whatever. Play them, you know, have fun with them. And if you do, then you'll get 15% off the game when it comes out for the first month. How do you guys feel about that aspect of... Like sharing the information. There's, I don't even know if they're going to get any time in the treehouse or anything, but having a d- demo sent to your system at home is a pretty good way to do it. I think they already got time in the treehouse in some segment. I didn't watch it yet, but yeah, I thought one of them had some time in the treehouse. But like, I think it's a great idea. I think they should have maybe cut one of the five presentations of Super Mario Maker and just done like a little <laughs> sizzle in the perhaps also. But um, because indies are basically the only ones supporting the platform besides Nintendo and the people Nintendo pays to support the platform. <laughs> but sure. like uh but like I think it's a great idea. Um in execution it's a little irritating because because my Wii doesn't have that much memory on it. Wii U doesn't have much memory on it. Basically I have to erase games every time I wanna install a new game. It doesn't even let you like download it and, and like take the license for it if you don't have the space for it. You doesn't have stuff. Right. So I haven't like cleaned my fridge in order to do that, I'll just get a idea eventually, I guess. But uh, but I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to trying that rumble and uh, mutant mugs and a couple others, I guess. Mm-hmm. How about you guys? Have you tried them? I tried rumbo. How was it? But it's, I mean, it's okay. Playing by yourself isn't really much fun. <laughs> so That's I the other thing people. is, yeah, some of them look kind of rough, which is like both Microsoft and, and Nintendo kind of came out, and uh, you know, basically it's something like the. Not early access, but yeah, kind of like early access, which is surprising. They, they give you like a, a sneak peek at a game that's maybe not ready for prime time. I mean, I'd probably rather have Star Fox than one, to be honest. Sure. 
We'll take it again. Yeah. So cool. let's go with the last question here so we can move on to the uh, main topics. But um, what non... Well, you maybe kind of answered this already, but what non-Nintendo announcement resonated most with you? Did I answer that? What, what did I say before? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't remember. So <laughs> how about you answer it now? <laughs> well, I was actually brain, racking but... my brain to come up with something because honestly, like, Sony and Microsoft, their stuff just isn't really doing it for these days. But like, uh, I think that... Embarrassingly enough, even though I don't think remakes are anything to be excited about, but that rare collection looks pretty. Mm-hmm. It looks pretty like a crazy, like technical and just crazy value. You know, like I don't know how they how they're achieving it's a it. Buck a game. It's a buck a game, and some of them are like Xbox 360 games. Yep. And yep. some of them are uh, Nintendo 64 games, maybe, or maybe they're just the remakes. And some of them are whatever else, and uh, it's yeah. irritating because I actually have some of the Xbox 360 games on it. I don't know if they're remakes per se, but there is no. I don't think Jet Force Gemini or Blast Corps has ever been. Oh, Jet Force Gemini and Blast Corps are on there? Hell yeah. So, like, how the hell are they even doing that? Are they building a Nintendo 64 emulator or paying someone for their Nintendo 64 emulator or something? That's a good question, because I think if they did emulate the software, they'd have to pay Nintendo for it, right? So, I, I'm not, I don't know about that. Like, no? you know, based, based on people always say is the rationale for emulation, it's like, oh, it's not piracy. You know, I own all these characters. But, like, yeah, I guess emulating the machine itself, as long as it's like a black box and you're not using, like, the BIOS or something, I guess it's technically legal. So maybe they're doing that, I don't know. It is basically a PC, right? <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, for Sony, uh, I mean, uh, I'm kind of excited. The one thing that kind of excited me about both was the virtual reality stuff, but I'm going to be really kind of skeptical unless I see it myself in action, you know, especially the HoloLens. Like, the demonstration was kind of cool, but it's like, all right, now what's it actually going to look like? It's going to look like, you know, like the sky uh, Star Wars thing where it's like the hologram that's like flipping in and out or something. Like, I, I don't know, like what it's actually going to look like in, in reality. But somebody was actually demoing uh, Oculus on one of those sort of GameSpot things or the Jeff Keighley thing. And uh, he was sitting there and he it, it looked like he was just jacked in. Like, it looked like the most uncool thing ever. <laughs> just seeing someone like being separated from reality like that right. was really kind of like a turn off. It was like, Who's going to see that and think, like, I, I want to be that? I want to be, like, vegging out, like, with my brain jacked into a machine. Well, that's what I was thinking when I saw those. My mind went back to the fact that, like, as cool as folks like, like us thought the Wiimote was, a lot of people were like, ah, I'm not going to look like a moron swinging this thing around my living room. Oh, yeah, how but, much more of a moron do you look like with that? Right? Like, uh, are those are those same folks going to be okay? Like... I don't know if it didn't if it was a barrier for that many people then it, wouldn't this be the same if you're by yourself obviously it doesn't matter but yeah I don't know I would just feel like rude to my guests if I was with other people and I'd be like all right I'm going to basically leave but also still be here yeah it's horrible like imagine if you had people over and like you were taking turns <laughs> and one of you was just like looking like a lawnmower man and everyone else was just kind of like awkwardly <laughs> shuffling around or something like that like what is that like how is uh, that going to work in a real social situation not that yeah. you know gamers are in real social situations all the time but maybe sometimes no but like yeah it's horrible like it, it looked like it looked really off-putting and I'm a nerd <laughs> okay anyway back to back to the uh, what were we talking about again? we were finishing up the questions uh which are done. So, how about we jump into your your main topic? You kind of made up your own topic. 
Um, yeah. And I think I think it's a good one to mention, though. So uh, I guess really quick, what we were kind of thinking of talking about too was Smash Bros. DLC, but we're going to get to that later uh, in this series of podcasts. Really quickly, are you happy or not? The Smash Bros. DLC? I yes. think the Ryu DLC, Ryu, Ryu, yeah. is uh, awesome. That looks so fun, and I can't wait to download it. So but I also, I haven't tried it because I also can't decide how much of the DLC I should buy because I think it's like, <laughs> I mean, I understand they need their money, you know. Sa- Sakurai needs his money; he needs to get his hands surgery or whatever. But like, <laughs> <laughs> is that what the uh, the Let's Super Mario thing donations are about? Maybe that would be like, awesome if, if it was just to fund his hand surgery. Yeah, but like. Uh, I, I, I probably say this every podcast, but it, it's amazing. He used to test Smash Brothers by playing against himself on two different controllers. Mm-hmm. That's pretty amazing. I wonder if he's actually like good. Like, I wonder who wins. He probably beat us. <laughs> like, which hand? Probably. <laughs> but like, uh, yeah. So like, the the Ryu stuff is awesome. I'm definitely getting it. I just don't know how much of the stuff I want. Although the me costume stuff is pretty. It's neat, but it's kind of like I could take it or leave it. Uh, the new stages I want for sure, and I don't know about Roy and Lucas, and I'm actually just, I'm sure I'll buy everything because I'm a big idiot who spends so much money, but like, yeah, but yeah. Ryan is awesome, I think. I'll save, you? I'll save my thoughts for later, uh, this week as far as detailed thoughts on that stuff, but I will say that Ryu is a really cool character to play as, and I, it's coming from a person who gives two shits about Street Fighter. <laughs> but I thought his stage, his music, his uh, moves, just how he feels as a character, very cool, excellent inclusion, and uh, you're in for a lot of fun, I think, when you play him. And I'll, not only that, but they, like, change it around the engine just to put him in. It's like, there's, like, stun, hit stun and, like, weird stuff in places that it wasn't before. There's, like, weird pauses when he punches people, like, in Street Fighter. It's pretty amazing, actually. He can stagger people, like, in Street Fighter. It's pretty awesome. And if and if you do the... Uh, the motions for Street Fighter, you get more powerful versions of the move with different sound effects. It's super cool. Yeah. So uh, let's let's jump on then to your your uh, write-in topic, and uh, we you know we don't have too much time, but I think it's an important kind of idea that you brought up. You said that uh, pretty much Nintendo's current strategy of announcing only soon-to-be-released software. I mean, especially here, they really focus on 2015. They barely yeah. dabbled into 2016. And, uh, I mean, I guess clarify your thoughts on that, and you also mentioned other conferences and how they get their hype. So can you lead us into this? Right, so basically, I mean, winning E3 is kind of, I don't know if it really means anything. <clears throat> it means something to, like, the hearts of the fans, and maybe you could say that it's part of the reason why PlayStation 4 you know, took such a commanding lead over the Xbox, although you could also say it's just because it was, like, $100 cheaper, right? So I'm not sure how much it really means uh, over any overall scope of things. But it seems that Sony and Microsoft usually, you know, quote, quote, win E3, unquote. I hate it, a quote, unquote. But, but like, yeah, so it usually seems like they win it by announcing something that's maybe just a trailer. Or maybe it's just an idea of somebody, you know? It's just a name that they're throwing out there and then just dropping the mic. So a lot of those games, like, they don't even end up existing ultimately. They're just like vaporware, or maybe they exist and they come out and they're kind of crappy or underwhelming or something. Or maybe they just come out like three years later and then why would you announce it, you know, if it's going to come out three years later and if the team is just being put together or something. <clears throat> but, you know, it seems to be actually working for them, right? Like, they can announce The Last Guardian, like I was saying. 
they announced it like fucking like eight years ago or nine years ago or something like that. <laughs> like at the, like before the PlayStation Three came out, it was like four. <laughs> yeah, I think it was. It was Are you like, serious? Like, yeah, it was no, for the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. I was going to say. It was from Sony Image Soft. For the you guys are trolling me as hard as Nintendo was. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, imagine that. People bought the PlayStation 3. They're like, oh, i got to buy it for Last Guardian. Like, first of all, I think that's a terrible idea to buy a system for the promise of games that aren't out yet. <laughs> like, why not just wait? <laughs> you know, every, everything's better. The deals are better. And you can see if the game you want is actually going to come out or be good or whatever. Systems and so, like, appreciate value. Yeah, <laughs> I can't get it later on. Well, that's kind of true with the backwards compatible uh, PS3, that's, I guess. Yeah. So what are they going to the remove next? Yeah. <laughs> and the Wii for a little while. Yeah. I, I, I better hurry up before Nintendo removes the uh, HDMI <laughs> out or the component uh, out or whatever. But yeah, yeah like, uh, so, you know, like The Last Guardian, people bought PlayStation 3 on the promise of The Last Guardian. And it's not even coming out, I guess, for PlayStation 3 anymore. Except it looks like a PlayStation 3 game, but now it's PS4 and people are excited or whatever. But like, just, you know, I would rather people just announce the games when they're about to come out and they're actually playable, you know, when they're not just a mess. And, you know, when you could actually have a demo that's not guided or whatever, and people could actually demo it for themselves. Like, supposedly on the show floor, you know, less and less of stuff is available for people to just try themselves. It's all like guided tours and trailers and stuff like that. And that's kind of shitty. It's like, what's the point? Like, why not just watch it on the video or something like that? Why even get into it at all? Which is fine because we don't get trying something like so fuck those guys. But still, <laughs> but like yeah, like uh, I just think it's it's kind of weird. Like so Sony, like they they got so much mindshare from like re-revealing the Last Guardian after eight or nine years or something, which is kind of insane to me <laughs> that people are just like like people are pleased by that. You know, instead of irritated, so like, oh, it took this funny long time to come out. And then the other thing was uh, a remake of Final Fantasy VII. Like, like really? Who <laughs> cares? Am I right? Oh my god! <laughs> Seriously, Joe. No. Seriously. No, this guy cares. Oh, you do care? Oh, you like Final Fantasy VII? That's right. I no, do. You, even I like the PlayStation. I like a lot of PlayStation games. But I'm, uh, so. No, but I, I get your point though. I mean, it's going to be like at least two years before. Oh that yeah, game. no, it'll probably be like 2017, and it might just cease to exist. Right. It sounds like I'm joking, but it's not even a joke. Think right. of like Square Enix's like Final Fantasy uh, development cycles. It's oh, insane. Yeah. It's I like saw, they start with like. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I saw a joke on Twitter. Someone was like, "How many years of development do you think it'll take before they turn it into Final Fantasy 16?" <laughs> Yeah, it's totally true. It's like they'll 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 announce like eight Final Fantasy thirteen games at one time, and then all of them will be troubled, and then the first one will suck, and then half of them will turn into mobile games, and then half of those will be turned into like PSP games or Vita games or something, and then some of them will be turned into the next Final Fantasy, and like they'll all be underwhelming, you know. And it's just You're, like, go ahead. No, oh no, no, finish your thought. Yeah, it's just it's kind of a, they don't have a track record for that stuff. I mean, I'm sure all they have right now is like a trailer. I'm sure they spend like oh, yeah. whatever amount of money on that trailer, and they're just like, all right, we're, we're getting the team back together. And who knows how long it'll take? They said themselves, like, oh yeah, HD Towns, you know, we can't do it. It's just too much money. Like, like what's changed? Like, the, the systems are more powerful, so it'll cost more money, and people will be expecting even more. Like, what's what's going to get better exactly? Right, right. Well, I did I did say when I was sharing my thoughts on it that I'm very excited about the idea of it, but. I don't really have any expectations as far as it actually living up to 
you know, that, that expectation. Like, it's just, I don't know. It could very easily just be nothing. It could very easily be like, you know, we, we've been begging for 10 years for this. Like, why did we want this? That, you know, but. And anyway. the weirdest thing was they announced that, like, like, port of the PC port last year or something? Was that last year? Sure. Five ago or something? I think so. Like, where the hell does this thing come from? Did they just pull it out of their ass and like, oh, we gotta announce something, you know, the Japanese industry is crashing or something. And it seems like they, they put a lot of, uh, they at least pretended like they were putting a big push behind the PlayStation 4 Square, right? With a bunch of, uh, exclusive stuff. Right. Well, let, let me throw this into your mix on, mm-hmm. on Sony's conference because, yeah, I know like Last Guardian is getting a ton of attention and basically all, all their stuff that, that people would point to to say they, one e3 is stuff that yeah like we don't know when it's ever gonna come you know if, but, if it's a, I, I honestly right. don't it's not, not not to not to you know offend you or anything but no no, no definitely <laughs> not as long as you come on the show just to mock him in two years <laughs> it's okay no nah, no my whole thing has been i still like the original if it never comes out i I was never one of the people who was begging for a remake. So. Oh yeah, that's the other thing. It's it's fine to like the original. I don't I don't mind when people like the original or something, but <laughs> is a remake something to be so excited about? I mean, like I wouldn't be excited if it was Nintendo either. Like the Wind Waker thing, I was like, all right, it looks alright, I don't really care. <laughs> right, you know? right. And but here's Final but Fantasy. here's what I wanted to add to the conversation was I don't I mean not it wasn't just the Last Guardian, but the fact that okay, the way that this all played out for me was. You know, the Sony press conference was going to start in like an hour or 45 minutes or something. And I started to see like rumblings on Twitter of people who were like, they're going to have Final Fantasy VII Remake, The Last Guardian, and Shenmue 3. And everyone was <laughs> like, what? No, that that's not possible. Like none of those things on their own are possible, <laughs> let alone all of them. Because those were all things that were like, I mean, if you like the idea of Shenmue 3 has been a joke. People oh, totally. have joked about like, oh yeah, maybe maybe you'll get Shenmue three next. So the fact that they okay, the fact that they said all of them, I think is why people were just losing their minds because this was three things that were never supposed to happen, and then all of them were happening. Now I do understand that, especially with Shenmue three, basically using the forum to announce a Kickstarter is not really the same thing. As yeah, what is that? What a weird moment so... of like, let's all put our hands together and pray that Shenmue 3 <laughs> gets made. Everybody, mo- mo- mono silence, you know, but, for Shenmue 3. But what's weirder is like, what is the Kickstarter at right now? Last I heard, it was over 2 million, and this was announced yesterday, right? And another thing is, how the hell can they make Shenmue 3 for $2 million? They must be getting additional funding. From, it must be from Sony if it's exclusive, right? Well, they, they... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, they said that they were going to... I don't know in what capacity, but that they're also helping out. So, yeah, so right now it's at $3,097,000. That's kind That's... of amazing. Like, do, Does anybody remember Shenmue? <laughs> I just played the first one a few summers ago, and it How was, was it? you know, I really enjoyed it, but it's like a non-game, because it's in that time when you could have a game that was, like, supposedly, you know, open world for the time, and you don't really do anything, and the things that you do aren't that satisfying, <laughs> but the idea is, at the time, you would just marvel at how they captured the real world in this video <laughs> game, you know? That was... You could open the drawers, yeah. <laughs> right, like, oh, I can... <laughs> 
do all these mundane tasks, just like in my real life. There's a pencil in this drawer. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I mean, like, yeah, like, isn't Yakuza basically, like, a more badass version of Shenmue? Uh, maybe. Shenmue, Shenmue was not, like, violent at all. I mean... Oh, I thought it had some, like, Virtual Fighter moves or something. Yeah, maybe. there's... There, yeah, there's... There's punching. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, uh, maybe I'm not remembering it that well, but, but I feel like there was, like, less than ten fights in the whole game, so... Really? Like, it, it's kind of amazing to me that the Kickstarter went that rapidly. Like, the people that have that much fun, like, memories of Shenmue... Well, at the same time, like, I'm... I'm looking forward to it. I hope it it happens, you know? I'm pretty yeah, sure no. that Sony had a big influence on that. I thought I read that. That they, they announced it, but then they paid, like, a shit ton of money to the Kickstarter to guarantee its success. Did they oh. pay to the Kickstarter? What a weird yeah. thing. So, so basically, they're just taking advantage of... Basically, they're just taking advantage of the audience? Kind of? Kind of. I mean, again, I, I, mean, I, like, I guess I can't speak until I do more research, but I swore I read that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, Kickstarter, it's like, if I was doing a creative project of some kind, like, why wouldn't I do a Kickstarter? It's like, I can make this, and then I can have people give me money, also. <laughs> I mean, is yeah. that the idea here? And doesn't, isn't the whole existence of Kickstarter, I thought they had some rules set up so that uh, large publishers couldn't use it, like, EA and Activision can't do, like, a Kickstarter. I thought it was set up, like, am I wrong? I don't know. Uh, the, the thing for me is that if it is from Sony, are they, like, paying multiple times because it wasn't just like the kickstarter just started at two million dollars or something i mean it's just been steadily going up and up and up but closer to your topic because i do believe in the sentiment of what you brought up which is that you know uh nintendo you know they're announcing stuff that is definitely going to happen and is going to happen in the near future and they shouldn't lose points for that because <clears throat> one of the things that's so annoying about, you know, like, political campaigns or something is the idea that, you know, they can just get up and promise. Oh, promise whatever. anything, of course. It's like uh, in the Chicago election, the guy was losing. Uh, the incumbent was losing until... And because the other guy said that he would take down the, the red light cameras on the traffic signs. And oh, then wow. he said, oh, for a while, we're going to suspend red light cameras on traffic signs. It's like, and everyone's like, oh, okay, I'll vote for you again. It's like, are you right. stupid? <laughs> <laughs> Like, he's just gonna change it back. He's just talking. Like, right. You have to look at the actual history rather than what people are saying, and people don't, and especially D3, they don't. But, you know, like, I wanna come at it from the perspective of Nintendo, you know, isn't the right to do this and whatever, but, you know, it, when it comes down to it, like, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, right? If people are gonna succumb to hype for, like, games that are two years from now, like, what the fuck? Just to announce, like, Metroid versus Zelda or something, and, you know, even if it doesn't <laughs> well, even exist, well, I mean, that's kind of... Uh, yeah, I mean, like, when it comes to Nintendo, I believe that whatever they announce, for the most part, you know, within reason, certainly better than than, than the field, they will make. So, yeah. I don't see a problem with them, you know, okay, be responsible, say what you're going to do in the sh short term, That's that's wonderful. But also have the presence of mind to know that, you know, this is kind of a beauty pageant, and, you know... Oh, give us a you know, give us a little something. You remember a couple of years ago when their E three was kinda of disappointing and then at the end of the night I think one of them at the end of the night we saw like Zelda artwork and then at the maybe it was another one we like Miyamoto said like, Oh yeah, we're making Pikmin three. 
Mm-hmm. And just <laughs> yeah. those just those two little nuggets really, really kept like the ship from sinking, you know, like it really it just gave people a little bit of hope, made them feel good, good. And people were like more excited about those little, little tidbits than some of the other games that they had totally, you know, done full coverage on. So I just the, the, the thing that is that has frustrated me or disappointed me is it just seems that they don't either understand that or care about that. Because, like, just give us a little, little something, you know? Just just something to get people excited so that we don't feel like, you know, like people that, like, took off work for this and stuff. I feel bad <laughs> I for did. Those, yeah. those people. I mean, I, I didn't want to go to work anyway, but still. Like, those people, you have, I don't want to say responsibility. I don't want to get into, like, this entitlement thing because I don't believe in that <laughs> at all. But, but, like, I don't know. What is the point of a one, you know, once a year big thing where you make Muppet? and stuff if you're not gonna kind of put some sizzle in it too yeah i mean i agree it's like but i mean basically the way the way nintendo has been announcing stuff with nintendo directs we have kind of like a mini three every every three months or so and it's fun and it's it's actually they reveal some interesting stuff and i think so this is what i'm saying is that it's all perception i don't think the other guys have have really shown anything that's strong for 2015 that's not also on pc (laughs) especially everything on pc but like I don't think their actual, you know, soon to be released output is that strong from Microsoft or Sony. They just have a bunch of remakes no. and maybe maybe one game or two, you know, like that. But and but nobody cares because it's all perception, and they've won the perception game. Nintendo's lost the perception game, even though, like, if you look at the actually what they showed, I think Star Fox is going to be really fun. Probably they made all the platinum games, so it's pretty awesome. Super Mario Maker looks really awesome. Yoshi's uh, Woolly World looks incredible. It looks like the best Yoshi game ever, and it's yeah. the cutest game ever. Like at the same time, like yeah. like a lot of fun, like stuff like Chibi Robo, the Ziplash uh, thing. Yeah. I don't know about the Animal Crossing stuff. I don't know. I don't know where the hell they're going with that franchise. Of course, you throw that under the bus, and I was just gonna stand up for it for a second. <laughs> what, are you, what are you gonna say? Well, well no. one of them you can maybe stand up for. The other one, I. Well, no, both. Okay. Like, Steven just, just wants to use his 1,200 Amiibos. <laughs> he wants to have a big Amiibo party. It's called Justification, and I need it. <laughs> it'll be like it'll be like real Pokemon Rumble with real Amiibos. He's going to be smashing them against each other. He's going to be no, rolling so, around in them. So just to, to add to your point, for me, you know, I was pretty disappointed, kind of deflated a little bit after watching the show yesterday, which is never good for a Nintendo fan to feel. But <clears throat> the more I think about each piece individually... And and I realized, okay, well, this is coming out in September. Then the next month I'm going to buy that. And then November, oh, okay, well, I guess I have a pretty good string of games here. I don't need to, you know, game every two weeks. One game a month is a pretty good uh, run. And I've got that going from September through December. And then that doesn't even include the Animal Crossing stuff, which Animal Crossing Happy Home, I think, is in August. And I'm I'm definitely getting more into the idea of that. And then Amiibo Festival definitely was a ball kick. You know, I'm still waiting for one of them to drop again. No, it's uh, Steven. It's like Mario Party well, without the, the minigames. Well, here's the thing. That is intriguing to me. Not not that that sounds fun, but I'm curious to see, and I feel like I need to let it be known before I can judge it, what exactly they're going for. Yeah, you know, I'm actually curious to see if they could possibly make that enjoyable. Okay. <laughs> All right, I think we're done with the show here. Uh, <laughs> well, no, I'm but, sorry, Steven. But it's you know someone someone on the forums had just kind of mentioned. I don't know if this is uh, has any basis, but they mentioned that this looks like the game of life, but in Animal Crossing. You know, the game of life. It's you know you play it and it's, you go through the motions and everything, but that's kind of an interesting concept. 
And could it be fun? Potentially. I mean, I know that a lot of games, like, I, I'm, I'm a big board game fan, but most of them don't involve, a, you know, a board that you go around by rolling dice. Right. You know, I mean, games have evolved since, and I'm into a lot more complex games, European games, etc. But there could be something really cute about this. And if, if it is, in fact, free with the Amiibo, uh, then I'm pretty much already fine, because I'm planning on getting the Amiibo anyway <laughs> as figurines. Yeah, it's possible. No, you, you know, I think, honestly, I think it's for kids, and maybe the other one is for people with the female persuasion, but it's fine. Like, not every game has to be for freaking hardcore gamers or whatever. Right. Like, it's fine. They, they can make games for kids if they want to. There was more guns in Animal Crossing. That's, uh, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's that's what what all they need. Saying. There's yeah. a discount there was a, of 30 was bells some, on this Glock. If Isabel would just throat stab someone, <laughs> that game would be worthwhile. I mean, so, imagine, imagine if you could sneak up behind another animal, like while they were fishing or something, <laughs> just like sneaking really slowly. Uh, I mean, who, who wouldn't want to do that? I mean, you're always hitting them over the head with shovels. Like that—that's what—that's what gamers are. They're evil. We're evil. We want to do evil things. Why wouldn't you let us? It would fulfill the uh, the villager premise from Smash Brothers. <laughs> the killager. The killager, yeah. But you know, yeah, but like, yeah, but like, you know, like, so anything, like, even the tennis game, it's like, oh. Whoop de doo, another tennis game, and it comes really fast. At, it comes, it came really soon after the 3DS tennis game, but I'm sure it'll be like tons of fun online. Actually, you know, I just think it's kind of like ill time, maybe. And even like the the biggest, uh, you know, sort of confusion to me was like the Zelda response. Like everyone was just like, "Oh, this looks like you know." They didn't basically they didn't say it looked bad, but like Four Swords is freaking awesome, man. Like. Who would want to play online Four Swords? That looks so fun. Can you imagine just like just playing through that, like a whole campaign online with your? Well, and that's that's what I think could save that game is the fact that it's less uh, competitive and more cooperative. Oh yeah, like 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 Zero was uh, sort of lamenting that, but like the the couple times I played the game with him, mm-hmm. we literally would stay on one screen for forty minutes <laughs> until nobody had any coins. Just killing each other and burning each other and throwing each right, other. Right, and that's and fun, but then play Four Swords, you know. I think it'll be yeah, interesting exactly. to, to work as a team to solve challenges and save Hyrule. So, so do you know that you can still grief other players in this game? Oh yeah, thank, thankfully. But uh, the wrinkle is that I saw a little bit of the, um, the treehouse thing on this. The wrinkle is that you all share a heart pool, so you can be a jerk up to a certain point. So I like that. It's good. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if you compete for coins and stuff, so I don't see any gems or coins or anything like that. But. But yeah, I'm sure that'll be really fun. And then the the big, uh, what's it called, elephant in the room is Metroid, of course, right? Sure. Mm. It's like everyone is just losing their shit over, and it's like Did the existence the petition or whatever. Oh my god, I just heard about it today. I was like, what is wrong with people? Like, first of all, <laughs> first of all, the existence of this game like has nothing to do with the development of another Metroid Prime or whatever, like zero. You know, it's just a side thing that they're doing, and Next Level Games is doing it. And how many bad games have they made under Nintendo's you know, watch? Right, like zero, right? <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I mean, they're they're a pretty good studio. They can make fun games, and everyone like Luigi's Mansion and the multiplayer and that and stuff like that. And again, like it's online multiplayer, hanging out with your friends. Like, like who who wouldn't want to play through that? Like, and. Uh, even a glass ball, it looks kind of minor, but it looks fun. And, you know, we haven't heard really much about these games. I'm sure they'll be fun. Like, most of them are fun. The developers are good. It's not like they're farming it out to Artoon or something. 
Right. And I guess the bottom line is that, uh, you know, over the next coming months, certainly there are more games coming out that I want to buy than I will have time to play or money to afford, really. So we should all probably just focus on that. Yeah, I mean, honestly, as much as, you know, I didn't have, like, the best reaction to the conversation. I thought it was kind of muted and they they kind of talked too much and stuff like that. But, like, honestly, Nintendo was the only company, one of the only companies that's still making games that I want to play. So, at the end of the day, and they're still doing that, so. And the games still look fun, regardless of how they presented them. When you actually look at the games that are coming out that are concrete games and not just trailers or guided demos or something, you know, I'm sure it'll be fun to play. So that's really what's important, but nobody's going to realize that, so my conclusion is that Nintendo should just announce Mario vs. Zelda. <laughs> no, Metroid vs. No, Mario vs. Zelda. Yeah. Metroid cross Mario vs. Zelda. Why not all three? <laughs> yes, why not? <laughs> Smash Brothers. No, but like, uh, yeah, Hello. like, I-, I think they should totally backslide on their, you know, noble goal of only announcing stuff that's going to be out, because it's not helping them at all. And it's not like they'll have less games to announce. Well, like they'll just go a year in advance. So for the first year, they'll have even more games to announce. But well, I just I think the reason that we're having this now is it seems kind of apparent that the NX is going to be a big deal next year, and uh, and really, so I think Nintendo doesn't have anything to show because if they do, then they have to talk about the NX. So it sounds do they, Stephen, or do they just have to show like a picture of Link <laughs> or like or like a ten second video? And the people are just like, oh my god! You know, though, and I, crying I, and shit. I don't know. I mean, for me, that wouldn't have done anything, because I, I, I would rather stay looking in the in the recent future. I, I have the opposite view, I guess, because uh, I live happier when I can focus on the games I have and the games that are coming up. But again, to be in a Last Guardian situation, that that frustrates me. I mean, when when Brawl was pushed back like twice, that fucking sucked, and I was kind of pissed at pissed about it. You know, I I don't want to know what's way down the line. I'd rather... No, no, I mean, yeah, I mean, I also agree. For my, own, for my own interest, I think Nintendo's way is better. For Nintendo's interest, I think it's a billion times worse. Like, I think it's cool, I think it's noble, but I don't think they should do it. Well, I guess I would say they should use it sparingly. You're right that maybe a little bit of that could have spiced this up here with uh, with this show. But I still don't think it should be a principle they follow all the time. Yeah, I mean, I just think it's hurting them because it's like, they're showing games that are coming out next, uh, you know, next month or something, and people are comparing it to like CG trailers of games that may never exist. Like, how can we win? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I don't mind personally. I think honestly, if people take a step back and look at this, uh, what the games that are people are actually playing or reveal the C3, I think Nintendo is in a pretty good position for the next half a year or something. But I don't think anyone will step back, and I think they'll just keep. Uh, like just snarling with dogs. Probably. You can only do so much, though. <laughs> I guess. So, uh, hate to wrap this up, but we've gone significantly over time, <laughs> and and that's okay though. We we this is the last. Uh, you're the last guest for us. We uh, we always kind of give a little more time to you, just naturally, and uh, it, we enjoy talking to you on and. So, I enjoy talking to you guys too, and I enjoy everybody else on the podcast. I love you. Guys. But we do gotta, we do gotta cut. I gotta get some sleep because I got more podcasting tomorrow and the next day. So, uh, I guess I want to thank you for coming on the show with us. Yeah, uh, good luck for the rest of the week. It was fun, and uh, it's always a good time. And hope I can fly again. Yeah, absolutely. We'll have to get you on very soon. I good to, times, man. Yeah.
I had, to, I had to kick my nephews out of the room, post post Pacific Rim. We, we didn't even get a chance to discuss the uh, the uh, intricacies and sort of subtle subtleties of Pacific Rim. So, but I made it. And I'm glad. This was fun. Good times. How about episode 752? Let's do it. Yeah, write it down. We'll do it then. Okay. <laughs> It'll be all about Pacific Rim and only Pacific Rim. <laughs> okay. And Seriously, just watch it. I'm starting to think maybe I should have went with a four-digit number. But <laughs> anyway, so on and again, thank you. Uh, Joe, thank you for co-hosting with me today. As always, thank you. Um, I don't have a script for the final uh, conclusion here, so I just want to thank everyone out there for listening to the first of three episodes for E3 2015. I hope you all can find something special in the presentation to enjoy and to look forward to because honestly as much as you know we may be disappointed about metroid not being there like i am or animal crossing not being in hd uh, in a you know legit game there's there's so many things to enjoy and honestly nintendo should be about fun and about happiness and, and we should be able to enjoy it as a hobby and it brighten it should brighten our lives so hopefully you guys all can find something like that and i hope you, you know this podcast continues to do so or starts at some point for you and uh i hope you'll join us for the other episodes Let's, let's all watch the treehouse and, and heal together. Absolutely. absolutely. And when you're done with that, head on over to negativeworld.org and join the site if you're not already a part of us and uh, and just hop in on the discussion. Talk about the podcast, you know, in the, in the thread for it. Or find us on Twitter, Facebook. You know, we should get on Periscope or something and do all... Just get in all the social medias. <laughs> you know, but... Uh, Vine. But otherwise... You know, again, we'll catch you next time on the Negative World Podcast. Thanks. See you guys. Thank you. Bye.